0: Hello and welcome to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. This podcast does contain occasional strong language and adult themes. If you are averse to spoilers for the film that is listed in the title, please tune out now, go watch the movie, or, like us, stop at the intermission, watch the movie, and resume the podcast after. This episode also contains minor spoilers for Trick or Treat, Cabin in the Woods, and Drag Me to Hell. Thanks for coming along on this ride with us. Please enjoy.
1: There's a sense of, um, of pleasure to know that you've gotten to that place, the audience is bubbling. Something has been released in a way that scared the, the, the Jesus out of them. Our repeated visits to the horror picture were certain laws
0: that happened to apply to all horror pictures. He doesn't tell you everything, but now you're getting a sense of where this conspiracy lies.
1: The innocent must suffer. It's very much about sort of the ride, the scares, because I'd never watched the film with that in mind. If there's a good scare and it's working, they'll shriek, they'll shriek their heads off it in unison. No one had
0: seen anything like this. We came to realize there was a second law governing all horror pictures, and that was
1: the guilty must be punished. But the people who needed to see it hadn't seen it yet. Just make it as bad for the characters as possible, the, the continuous sort of escalation of just getting worse and worse and worse. We found there was a third law and that is that you must taste blood to be a man. And he had no character, he was blank, he was simply evil. The fourth law exists,
0: that the dead must walk, but we're still uh, we're still testing that law in our research labs to see if it holds true in all cases.
1: You could call him Mr. Halloween. We journey into the mind of a master of horror.
0: Hello and welcome to the penultimate spooky season episode for the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. Uh, wait. Penultimate? I'm an idiot. Second to last. Second to last. No, 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 actually, I was thinking it was the second to last. I guess technically it will be because I'm going to release a wrap-up episode to see which one i liked the most oh, okay. so it is the penultimate but it is the one that is going to be released on halloween so happy halloween oh, everyone oh,
1: happy halloween i no, for a minute i was about to go you have time to get another done before
0: that no no <laughs> well see i'm boy you're crushing it oh. i was thinking i was thinking no penultimate but that's actually the one before the last one so but it is, is technically because I'm going to release two episodes, I'm going to do a wrap-up. Okay, wrap okay, okay.
1: Like I did last year. So happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> been, I really thought you were doing two movies between now and then. I was like, bro, you're brave. You're brave. I... Three kids and you're going to watch two movies in what, a, a day or two? Uh,
0: maybe. Dude, um, honestly, the, the solo
1: episodes don't take that long to do. Fair, okay. You've it's really the time of, those, of watching the you doing a lot of those. Okay, so time of watching the movie. That's how I'm annoying you today. Okay. Hi, I'm Patrick. I'm back on your show. Hi, Patrick. Thank you for coming <laughs> back. Uh, I have forgotten again which House of Wax we're doing. Are we doing the original or the remake? We're doing the remake. Okay. That was it. I, I like, I know I've asked you this like six times and every time, like a day later, I'm like, are we doing the Paris Hilton one of the Vincent Price? <laughs> yeah, the one with Paris Hilton and Jared Padalecki.
0: Who? Uh, <laughs> Sam from Supernatural.
1: Oh, okay. Not Dean. The tall one, <laughs> the not tall- the short one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that works um okay i didn't know he was in it i i think the only thing i know about this movie is that paris hilton i mean i know the vague outline of the plot but i think other than that paris hilton being in it might be the only thing i actually know about it
0: yeah so i guess you've kind of ruined my shtick though where i like tell you a thing so i'm gonna oh, yeah sorry it's okay. i said the but, name i so said you the said the name, name. Uh, yeah. but it's okay uh, didn't i didn't really do that um it's, you know what, it's been a while. Um, it's it's okay to blow your load every once in a while when it's been a bit. I, that was an accident. This never happens. <laughs> I bet you tell the pretty podcast that. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and read the summary right now, and then I'll go ask you the sort of warm-up question. <laughs> well, we've been warming up talking about, like, random crap for the last, like, 15 minutes, so. <laughs> whatever. It's Whatever. <laughs> So the summary for 2005's House of Wax, which I'm going to assume is absolutely correct. Um, A group of strangers wake up in a room with no way out and a letter from a madman telling them they must escape before the building melts,
1: drowning them all.
0: It's House of Wax.
1: I I have a problem in that I think you act... That's a bad you moment. Because you've been over the course of this show's many episodes been getting more and more unrelated to the movie and I think that's like very nearly an accurate description of this movie so
0: you I specifically (laughs) dialed it back because every time you're on you make (laughs) a mention (laughs) of you're getting more (laughs) unhinged Mike
1: Yeah, like, that's, like, too cl- I'm not sure if I'm proud or disappointed. <laughs> like, now I don't know how to handle it. Um, I was going to have a... I can't even
0: remember what the, my really unhinged version of this one was. I didn't write it down, because <laughs> I'm writing in this small little moleskin journal, and everything's in ink, so I have one shot. <laughs> you well, know, you know. Every once in a while, I'll write something down a notepad to make sure that it's, like, it seems right, and then I and just then, of delete course, it, of and course. whatever. But, no, uh, we are watching uh, House of Wax from 2005, directed by Wam Colette Serra who uh notably directed orphan from 2009 oh okay okay and if i recall my expectations
1: for this just went up quite a bit yes
0: uh he also directed the shallows from 2009
1: okay okay which is
0: also a very good shark film it's not the best but it's like a very good sort of like
1: it's a solid it's a solid shark to be to be the, the the quality scale for shark films doesn't they're never that great, even if they're great. So if it's a good shark film, it's a pretty good shark film. You yeah. Know? Like, uh,
0: and then it's easy also to be a bad one. Also, he did, I believe, the remake of Friday the Thirteenth from the mid early two oh, no, thousands. Now you're dropping me back but down. But he's also hold on. He's also, and this is to be determined. But he's also the current director of the new Black Adam film.
1: The new Black Adam film looks interesting. So
0: right. I'm. I'm i'm tentative about this one because at least two of those films one of them i love one of them
1: i really like i haven't seen evil the rock even though i realize black adam's not like evil evil but i haven't seen villainous the rock since doom so i'm kind of all over seeing a villainous the rock again even if like i'm i'm down for I it i think since doom right scorpion king was before that yeah not scorpion king because he's the good guy in that the mummy where he's the bad scorpion king yeah uh, the <laughs> mummy too because three's tomb of the dragon emperor so yes that sounds right um (laughs) i
0: yeah i don't know okay yeah so i am
1: i'm all over the board then now because i so look i will give no yeah the friday remake that's a really rough thing to put on him because orphans great but the friday remake i wanted to be like well i really liked jackie earl haley and then i realized no that's not a compliment to the director because that's the only thing i liked was one actor and it's just that i like the actor so this could now go very either way. Yeah, it could. Uh, so House of Wax
0: was his first first thing that he okay. ever did. Like, okay. As far as like his his first feature film.
1: I, you notice that, especially in horror, your first film really doesn't necessarily tell you much, though. Because you get people whose first film is terrible, and, and often it's a remake or something, or a reimagining, and then they go on to get creative freedom, and they do better things, which could have happened here with like Orphan, right? Yeah. But then you also get people whose first film is great, and then they go on to make a few really trashy remakes of things. I'm not looking at Alexander Azar when I say this, but I am looking at Alexander Aja. Actually, And I'm not counting his "Hills Have Eyes" remake. I actually think that's a really good remake. But he has done some movies since that it's like you remember when you did when you did High Tension and you were an artist. Yes,
0: uh, I I agree with you. I do think his "Hills Have Eyes" um, remake was actually arguably better than the original.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think it's better um
0: (laughs) and i say arguably i me personally it definitely is to me
1: the hills have eyes original is i don't like i don't want to stand with you on this because then i feel like i'm going against my normal mike you're only not disliking old movies because they're old but that's not i just think that his his hills have eyes is a much better scary horror movie whereas the original is very much in that era of It's a little campy, but that's okay. We're not here to scare you. We're here to tell you there's an underlying moral you're supposed to be picking up. Whereas Aja's does not have. There's no underlying moral. It's This is a horror movie about monsters in the desert.
0: Enjoy, yeah. Like, well,
1: so this is so I
0: will. I'm flipping the script on you here on this one because i again, I think you've seen the original House of Wax, right? I have. I with Vincent Price. i pretty sure I have. It has been forever, but I, I have. I yeah. kind of cheated. I have seen it a lot. I saw it a long time ago, and I actually revisited it like a few weeks ago.
1: The original. The original okay, House okay. of Wax. That's not necessarily. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Some remakes are so different than the original that doesn't mean you're going to be prepared for this. Yes.
0: But that is one where I actually do quite enjoy. I don't think it's a very scary film, but it's a. I do actually enjoy the original film. It's a very. It's Vincent Price being kind of classic Vincent Price, like he's in his element in that movie.
1: Ah, is it? There's someone on Twitter, David Hines, maybe. It's funny because right before I came here, I was reading. I think it's David Hines. I'll I'll see if I can find the tweet and send it to you, and you can drop a link in your show notes if you want. But I I was reading this short set of tweets he had done on. He was questioning, because he'd recently watched, I think, The Raven with Vincent Price. And he was questioning whether there are any horror actors anymore. Um, and he didn't, he was specified that he doesn't mean actors who would do a lot of horror movies or actors who are willing to do horror movies. He means actors who the producers assume the movie will sell entirely because this person's in it and this is a horror movie person. Um, I, he argued hmm. he thinks the last one might have been Robert Englund. Because there was a brief period where there were a bunch of other movies, like A Phantom of the Opera, that he was in. And basically they were selling on his horror star power, but they kind of dropped off because it ended up not actually selling the movies that well. And he says, you could argue like someone like Kane Hooder, but he's like, but that's not really no the same thing. That's like, he shows up in a bit role to sell you that maybe this is more legit than it is. But he's like, I, it, we don't really have a Vincent Price anymore. And I, I, it bothered me because I'm thinking, because my immediate reaction was I went, Patrick Wilson. And then I went, no, he no, does Patrick some normal Wilson. movies and he doesn't, he's not a big enough star that he sells the movie. He's, I think, horror fans see his name and have a strong opinion on him in one way or another.
0: I was but, actually going to also say in that similar vein, um, God, uh, I'm blanking on his name. The guy who plays, uh, he plays Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy. Michael, Michael Rooker? Rooker. Yeah. I don't know that he, for some reason he always strikes me. I know he's not actually in as many horror films as I think he is.
1: No, no, but, but Henry, he has that. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is his first or at least early for him. Yes. And that is sort of, it's a defining role. It's a def- it's an, and it's a pretty iconic horror movie, but I'd also say it's an iconic horror movie for horror hounds. Yes. Your average person has. Whereas Vincent, like Vincent Price and Boris Karloff, everybody knew who Vincent Price and Boris Karloff are. Yes. People who don't watch any horror movies still know who they are. Or Christopher Lee. Um, I think you could almost make an argument that Anthony Hopkins would qualify, because even though he's been in a lot of other things and been very classy, you still do see, like, the right clearly was a movie whose entire selling point was, we have Anthony Hopkins. He's in horror movies.
0: Yes. That's... I think we've <laughs> actually transitioned from that because there's less of a, I think we've actually transitioned from like actual horror actors to, to horror actresses, act actresses.
1: See, he hinted at that, but, he's, but he was like, but are there any that still have the selling power to bring in just anybody? Uh, I his, think His I argument think was it's directors that bring people now. It that is. You know I the horror right. director. The horror director does. And I, I think there's think some truth to that. Because um, if you think old directors, you're going to think of like, what, even if you ask somebody to think of an old one, they're going to start thinking of, uh, how am I going to get his name right? I was, I'm about to say Dario Argento and that's not who I mean to say, though he would count. Um, Yeah, Argento would count. Um... George Romero. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Uh, Romero. But Mm -hmm. but uh, or even like if you want to go further back, sure you could say someone like Herschel Gordon Lewis. But even that was like, was he bringing in audiences of normies or was he bringing in people who were like, oh, that crazy Gordon Lewis is here again with another movie to see how much blood he can get past the censors.
0: I would say. (laughs) I, I would I would say you're right in general. I think nowadays directors are the ones that bring in the because I I know like you and I like I'll go see any movie that Ty West puts his name on. Sure, sure. Or uh, but even
1: if you want to go like go outside us, go to like the general population. Right, you're not selling a movie by putting Vincent Price in anymore, but you will sell a movie by saying Jason Blum. Yes, like people will see his name and go, I know him. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I'm okay, yeah, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He names the whole studio after himself because everybody's buying his name.
0: Yeah, I um, I would contest that probably right now the, the actress that I would say is the one that if she is in a horror film, mm-hmm. even if the director is an unknown, I will at least maybe give it a shot. But it's Chloe Grace Moritz. I could see that. I think that she does a good enough job in everything she's in, and she is has been in a staggering compared to the other thing she's been in a staggering number of horror films yes. or horror adjacent films. Cause I mean, say what you will about like her sort of iconic roles is like, you know, other ones like uh kick ass. That's kind of like almost a horror film at times. It's, it's definitely a genre film. It's a
1: genre film. Yeah.
0: So I think she, she definitely has like, she's up there for me off the top of my head. If I see her name on something, I will 100% say yes, that's a horror film that I could probably okay. get behind. Okay. But the other thing too would be the other person, and I know that you probably haven't seen either of them, but X and Pearl, and upcoming Maxine, which is Ty West sort of yeah, trilogy. Yeah. Mia Goth,
1: really good in those, like very staggeringly fair, good, very fair, but also still is that still on the cusp? Like... Yeah, I would say is it still is it mass market yet, or is it still? Horror fans know this, but do the mass?
0: I don't know that she's been in a lot of other stuff. I think no, she's but, but kind I mean, of. But
1: do mass market people know her still? To even if you're going to make a major budget horror film and you stick her name on the poster, do she normal people Suspiri- see She was go... in Suspiria, but was that even that? I don't even market? think so. Because yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't it's think it's she was a selling they're point. They're big budget for a horror film, but they're not like you know back when you could have put Vincent Price's name on it and normal people ditto with like the universal monsters in a sense and that we don't really have that kind of a thing anymore i mean we've switched from universal
0: monsters to marvel superheroes yes
1: and i I think there's been some attempts like i think the conjuring universe is about the closest thing to a very recent mainstream horror franchise we have because lots of normal people who don't watch a lot of horror movies have seen if not one of the actual Conjuring films, one of the spinoffs, they've seen Annabelle or something. Yes. And those got, but there's no, I mean, yeah, in the actual Conjuring ones there are, but nobody's being brought in for the actors. They're being brought in by Jason Bloom and a very sleek advertising campaign. Yes. Um, whereas the other ones, And those are definitely people, big budget horror yeah, films. But the ones where you see people brought in by actors, even if you take a few that came out in the past year or two, The Black Phone, Dr. Sleep, there's huge name actors. I mean, The Black Phone just shoved Ethan Hawke's face on the poster and you'll see it. But Ethan Hawke, while in plenty of horror films, is not a horror 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 actor. actor. He's not like Vincent Price where you look at his name and you go, this is a horror film. And if it wasn't, you would be shocked. I think that
0: the problem with it is is that a lot of and again, it's an older generation of things where you kind of like really did typecast people. And I think you're actually trying to cross market and bring people in because it is more of a business now. Yeah. It, it was a business then, right? Yeah, and it was sure. a studio to do things. But you knew what people wanted to see. They're coming to see Vincent Price do some spooky shit. yeah. But Or, or Peter Cushing or Christopher Lee or whoever else is the big name on that thing. But right now it's like, we're, we've got this niche horror film, but we're going to put like um i like you said ethan hawk in here yeah draw people in from other places because you know
1: people know who ethan hawk is they don't want to be typecast too much yeah um oh
0: you know what i thought of when we were talking about this and i haven't seen his newest one that he's in but i think there's a good case to be made that bill skarsgård actually could be
1: a really big horror actor bill skarsgård could be that yeah I, i wouldn't say he's there yet but he needs a few but more. The public knows who he is, and they associate him with creepy movies. Yes, yeah, They he's... they
0: know he's like they know he's the guy from It. They know yeah. uh, what's the other one that he did bef- like that he did in between because he's do he did Barbarian. Yeah, uh, he's in that one, and there was one in between that was, and I can't
1: remember what it was. And isn't he's in Pan's Labyrinth, isn't he? He's in the he doesn't isn't he the one with the things with the eyes in his hands? Uh, no, 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 no. That's um,
0: I, you know that might be, but I think I thought that that was um. The other guy who uh, Doug Jones is that Doug Jones? I
1: think that's Doug Jones. Is that Doug Jones in the costume though? I don't because I know I think there's it's movies the Scarsgard has been in where he's the he's the physical actor, but he's not the voice because Scarsgard is very no no, physical. no. Doug Jones is known
0: for doing like the physical acting. Okay, okay. As, he's the same way where he's he does the physical acting, but, he's not, but sometimes okay. he doesn't okay. do the actual like okay voices. Um,
1: but st- yeah, Scarsgard, you can make a case that he's moving in that direction, but because even other people i would think of as like okay like brad duroff right but really he's it's an pretty older much generation ti- well, and he's pretty much tied to one series yeah sure does chucky even have a tv series now and is it doing well enough i think they've renewed another season or yes. two yeah but you just associate brad duroff with chucky for for the for the mainstream audience brad duroff is chucky and he's warm tongue and that's it
0: yeah well and and both of those characters are Hella creepy.
1: They are, but you don't. You wouldn't. You know, if you shove Durov's name on a movie, is the general public immediately going to go? No, uh, no. Not. Yeah, they're not like again. Not like Price or Karloff or even like. I'd make, you could say you could almost make an argument even for, like, Ernest Borgnine being kind of like that, even though he did a lot of comedy and other stuff. Yeah,
0: Borgnine's kind of one of those fringe cases, too, where he, like, it's either going to be a horror or a comedy. Yeah. Or he's he going to be the comedic relief in a right, something, right. you know?
1: Because he, he could, you could, you know who you could maybe say? Maybe. That, the, and it's, he's still, it's still a little older, we're still a little behind on it, but you could maybe say Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, I would Realistically, say. since early in his career, he's mostly done horror. Like, as in early in his career, he did some other things. But mostly since then, he's done horror. And even early in his career, the movies he did that weren't horror were often horror adjacent.
0: Yeah, but I would say he's in the same sort of, like, era as Anthony Hopkins, too, where he's kind That's of true. aging out He's of aging out. He's aging out. But
1: that doesn't mean he's not appearing in things. No, no, um, no. He's in a
0: lot of stuff still.
1: Actually, could we make Both the argument that, uh, what's his name? Um... Donald Sutherland. I want almost said Kiefer. Donald Sutherland. You could almost. You can't because he's in so many movies like The Hunger Games that aren't horror at all. Or like but on uh, the flip side, even when he's in a non-horror movie, he's so often a creepy character.
0: Yeah. Even um, in um, what was the the, the stupid ass uh, Kelly's Heroes? Even in that one, he was like vaguely creepy. Yeah. In like, that, uh, um, even though he was clearly the comic relief character, he was like, I don't know about uh, this guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's it, it Really, he's just transitioned because it's. Early Donald Sutherland was often a good guy, but often in horror or horror Jason movies, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I think don't, it's don't older he now, is. Yes. and now he's got he's the villain. Oh, yeah. Because but he's always like he's just. I think it's just because he's so good at being the the, the grinning the grinny kind of villain. It's actually so's Kiefer when he plays the villain is I, and always has been, no matter what you think about the Lost Boy.
0: <laughs> but I've taken a sway off. No, that's okay. I I had questions for you to, like, warm us up. I mean, the only thing I was going to say is, like, you know, to keep it in the theme of spooky season, do you have any sort of Halloween movie traditions that you do? Or even just, I'll expand that to any holiday tradition of movies. I know that you could go on forever about Christmas stuff, because I know you do, you're big into... Um, Christmas Carol
1: I am big into the many variations of a Christmas Carol I have strong opinions on which one's the best one it's the Muppet Christmas Carol uh, uh, you're not wrong
0: <laughs> but I would I asterisk George C. Scott but
1: uh, no, no, I love George C. Scott uh, but I, I like the Muppet I am a sucker for musical versions uh, so it's the Muppet my favorite two are always going to be the Muppet one and uh, Scrooge with Albert Finney uh, who just also he's just such a great actor but um, though I will give that one is one you have to know what you're getting in for it's a really long long version of a Christmas yes. Carol um, where the Muppet one though, I, I stand by everyone. I'm not the first person. To say it, I'm not the last Michael Caine walks into that movie and choose scenery. Like he's expecting <laughs> to win an Oscar
0: next to the Muppet. Like at
1: no point does Michael Caine act like he's in a movie with Muppets. He acts like he's there to win the Oscar for it. And it's, it, I think it makes that. It's the same though. All the good Muppet movies work that way. Cause Muppet treasure Island also great. And a huge part of it is because, um, Nigel Thornberry how, how am I doing this I'm blanking on names when I can do characters Tim Curry Tim Curry walks yes. on stage like this is like I'm gonna win an Oscar for being Davy Jones hey that's that's surrounded one that's, by a pig puppet that's um, one that's that's one
0: to go back to our previous conversation Tim Curry's kind of on that cusp
1: Tim Curry's kind of on that cusp but he's also basically retired now so he yeah. almost no longer counts anyway because, yeah, yeah, yeah I know you're not that... putting him in a movie now um, yeah. but that is true that is true the current generation though he's Nigel Thornberry <laughs> <laughs> um, he is smashing. Sh- smashing but if it was going to be a halloween tra- I also for christmas i'll be straight all the Rankin basses I, I i never get tired of like stop motion stuff i'm so excited for del torres Pinocchio. Uh, i did i love that, you know you i'll know, give that one a I chance i love the styles but um even though it is a disney property oh. well his isn't no because there's is a lot of that- there's a live-action Pinocchio coming out, and Disney's doing it, and there's a stop-motion Pinocchio oh, coming out. Oh, I thought out. they were the same thing. No, Del oh. Toro, there's just two Pinocchio movies coming somehow, out at the same time. I just
0: thought somehow Disney got Del Toro, and I'm like, good no, on them, I guess. Del
1: Toro is doing it based on the book, and it's all stop-motion. Oh, it's not live-action at Because it's technically
0: all. the Pinocchio book would be um, Long public domain, domain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, that makes yeah. sense. That makes so sense. So
1: just, we just happen to be getting two Pinocchio movies in the same year. That's what confused <laughs> me. Um, yes. So, go ahead and go back to looking forward to it. Go look up the cast list. You'll be looking forward to it even more. Everything about... Every, the more I see people involved in it, the more I'm like, this is this can't be a bad movie. At minimum, it has to be okay. But uh, for Halloween, I... So, I am married to someone who doesn't like horror movies. So, anything I'm watching on Halloween around kind Halloween, of same, I'm often yes. watching myself. Uh, now, we I am... We are thinking about having a Halloween movie get-together this year, probably the Saturday before um because my brother-in-law and his wife are coming from out of town and they want to and my sorry my brother and his wife my sister-in-law and another brother and his wife were interested and suggested we watch the frighteners because it became apparent none of us almost none of us have seen it so that might be the halloween movie i'm watching this year is the frighteners because i've never seen it yeah and it's peter jackson and it is michael j fox so i'm hit and miss on but I like Back to the Future. I'm willing to give it a chance. Yeah, um, Back to the
0: Future is great. Team but, uh, Wolf not so much, but, but I do like and, Michael J. Fox in general. The
1: sister-in-law who has it says it is great. She, like she's seen it a billion times. Love it because
0: that's his. Like, Frighteners is his sort of transitionary, sort of like between you know his earlier like um for Jackson. For Jackson, yeah, it's
1: but be- it's between I'm New Zealand gross out and I'm acceptable films. Yes. Yes. Uh, And she says it's actually scary and very funny. Because I've only seen his Um, gross-out films. I've never seen The Frighteners. This one is supposed to be both very scary and very funny, so I'm interested. Because we were, Gina was looking, my wife, listeners, was looking for something that was kind of on that, straddled that line. Because part of why she doesn't like horror is she doesn't like anything with demons because it scares her, and she doesn't like anything with gore because she thinks it's gross. And she thinks that's all of horror. Like, every time she sees something that doesn't fit one of those two things, in her head she goes, well, it's not a horror film, it's a thriller. And I'm like, you just don't watch enough horror or you realize, excuse me, tons of horror doesn't fit in the categories that you think of as horror. Yeah, um, I mean, I would say there's variations, but at the... I want to sit her down and make her watch, like, Shudder. I think *Shutter* is one of the best horror movies ever made. It's legitimately scary, even though it's mostly jump scares. But it doesn't really have any gore and there's no demons. It's ghosts. just <laughs> or, or the innkeepers, something. Like, I gotta expand her. But, um that's what threw me off is when she is her no gore rule only because and again i'm not doing any favors to my arguments with her about they don't have to have gore when she's like what's a good halloween one and every year my answer is the same one it's trick-or-treat
0: yeah tri- that's honestly <laughs> right? before before we had multiple kids we basically watched trick-or-treat that was our 100 like that's our tradition we watched sit down and watch yeah. trick-or-treat because it is such a it's an I feel like it's underrated, but I don't think that it actually is, but I think that not enough people know about it. Like yes. I think within the horror community people who
1: have seen it though, tend they know. to love it. Yeah. It's, because it's it's just the right blend. of it's got moments that are really 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 dark, but it never takes those moments too seriously. It never no. it, it never plays itself so funny it's camp, but it also never takes itself serious enough that minor spoiler a kitty to candy bar with a razor blade in it in the movie and the movie plays it for a joke and does so effectively yeah it's like, actually very you don't very walk funny. out of it feeling dirty even though that is a lot of parents worst nightmare and an objectively pretty creepy thing you, to happen. you in literally movie. like it, you it grosses
0: you out and makes you shudder a little bit like if you like like the fingers on a chalkboard
1: sort of gross yeah. out but nothing more than that and then you laugh because it really is yes. funny and it's a good anthology the stories are clever it has a great identifiable main character not mm-hmm. you identify with identifiable like chucky kind of identifiable like yeah as a symbol um, yeah so sam yeah. is iconic i would say i think trick-or-treats because also if it's a halloween movie right as opposed to just a horror movie i think a good halloween movie should generally take place around halloween mm-hmm and, and as much as I love the original Halloween, and I'm even okay-ish with some of the remakes and many of the sequels, though I haven't seen the newest couple, I think a good Halloween movie also actually should be an anthology. I think, I think for Halloween, just like you don't eat a candy bar on Halloween, you don't go buy a candy bar on Halloween. You hit every house in the neighborhood, like when you're a kid. Yeah. You, know, you hit every house in the neighborhood and you get a big variety. So when you watch a Halloween movie, you need to go for something with variety. You need an anthology. Movie.
0: Oh, like, uh, I was trying to think of, uh, what's, what's one of the other big anthologies? Um, damn.
1: You, I mean, you could do VHS, but it's bad. You could do Southbound, but it's bad. Um, you could do that. No, 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 one of I'm, the older ones. Um, um, um uh. There's some really good ones. Actually, it's not quite an anthology because there's so many of them. It's like the end, indi- there's a bunch of individual ones, but if you picked a couple of the shorters, you could watch a couple of Tales from the Crips and call it good. Uh, yeah creep show is pretty good creep show yeah creep show is great creep show one of the movies that demonstrates that under the right circumstances stephen king could make a really good movie he he just doesn't always um you know like creep (laughs) shows frankly you could pull off the twilight zone movie and call it a halloween anthology it's close enough yeah but um trick or treat is really my go-to and i do love creep show but i think trick or treat's really the go-to because it's absolutely halloween themed Mm-hmm. It, great characters. The actors are great. It has yes. just enough fun and is still just enough scary. It just hits all the notes. It really has well. a little
0: bit of gore. It has a little... It has yeah. some jump scares. It uh, has some, it like... has Tension. T- it,
1: and it has just enough of everything but not enough to really offend anyone. Like, is it it, it... it even has its little salacious sexy moments but without ever being enough that anyone's going to be like, I can't believe you made me watch the movie where they pull the tits out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't... It never goes too far in any direction to really upset any audience members. But goes far enough that it still qualifies as all the things you want out of a horror movie. So I, yeah, it's trick-or-treat. Um, which is also one of those movies that's on my list of I hope it never gets a sequel, because even though I really wanted to have one and they've talked about it, I'm terrified that it won't be good and I'd be so upset.
0: I think that's probably the reason why they haven't done it, because I think the people who I think that was one of the reasons, because the the whoever directed or wrote it, one of the people who still have the rights to it don't want to the studio is pressuring them to do it because it was actually a fairly big commercial yeah not, it not necessarily some, like I, I think it didn't compared do, to
1: its budget it made money
0: yeah it made money um, i don't think it was super big at the box office but it did numbers in like rentals and like video oh, yeah. sales and it became a cult hit wait,
1: also because tri- and that's another major thing going for it though and another reason why the studio would screw up a sequel if the studio is too involved trick-or-treat is not a theatrical movie no, it's not. It, it would benefit zero from watching it in a theater. It's it's a DVD movie. It's a watch it at home with your buddies. Have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and studios when they want the money, they want it it's got to have that theatrical release money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I realize streaming is screwing with all that now, but still. Yeah. Um, uh Anyway, what we we were talking about, we were going to talk about House of Wax. Yeah. We were supposed to be talking about House of Wax. I'm really disappointed in you. Yes. I know you're about to do the trivia questions, yes. but I just want to say I'm disappointed. We've gone quite a while already, and you haven't once made a single, like, dripping hot wax on you, kind of, like, you haven't turned this into a Bondage joke, and you haven't brought up Mount Madden Toussaint. Did you, did, I, I have a candle going in the back. Oh. Did you well, not know, a, that's, The I'm, listeners can't see, that's a visual gag.
0: It is a visual gag, but I'm going to start. This it, is it, not a visual medium. It won't be once I stop pouring it all over you.
1: Oh, oh. They might not know what the sound is, but now that we said it, they will. So that's good. They that's will good. know. Yeah. They w- they'll know. Yeah. Um, if th- is this
0: you you'll you'll hear it just dripping all over him, <laughs> listeners, dripping.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. The, the crack I was gonna make is pointless. So okay, have you ever heard? I think it was Rob Zombie did an interview once where he said that after watching Jaws, he had like a really brief period as a kid where he didn't want to. Uh, use a toilet because he f- was afraid there'd be a shark in it, right? Yeah. Uh, and I kind of, and I, you know, I, I've known people, my mom's one of them, who they saw the birds and for like a few weeks, they, every time they were around birds, they got kind of nervous. I Is I, this movie going to make me not want to go to Madame Tussauds more than I already don't really want to go to Madame Tussauds?
0: I imagine probably yes. Also, I was going to add on to the list of people that you mentioned me. I couldn't go outside for a number of years at night because after watching jurassic park because if i did the velociraptors would get me because they're real this movie is real
1: <laughs> that's actually champion level i am all over i that. wouldn't
0: go oh. out and feed my dog for like almost a year and a half at night because of velociraptors <laughs> yes
1: that's sick all right <laughs>
0: I mean I, I probably saw it way too young honestly. I was probably like 6 or 7.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. I mean, fair. Fair. I was like on the
0: cusp of being able to see it, but like
1: <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Jurassic Park that scared me. The movie. It was uh shoot. Also certain industrial
0: kitchens I couldn't go in
1: either cuz that that oh, shit Oh, cuz that scene, that, yeah. That's what got me. Um th- I, we, I had a we had some friends, I think you knew them. Uh and they had a uh, computer in their kitchen. And they had, I don't, for all I know, they only have one game on it. Every time I went over there, they had like six or seven kids. There was one kid, different one every time, always playing the Jurassic Park DOS game. Yes. And it, there was, like, most of it was like 2D top down. But whenever you went into a building, it switched to 3D. And you were walking in these dark corridors full of velociraptors. And you basically couldn't defend yourself against them. And because it was so old, there were no real stealth mechanics either. It was just, you ride the elevator down, the doors open, there's a velociraptor, you're terrified, and you die. That scared the crap out of me, and I didn't like elevators. Because I was afraid the doors would open (laughs) and there would be... It didn't have to be a velociraptor, it just instilled in me the concept that the elevator's doors open and the room beyond is dark, I'm going to die in it.
0: No, you're Um, absolutely correct about that.
1: Realistically, as an adult... the situation happens so rare that I do think still, if I got in an elevator and the doors opened and the outside was dark, I might still just go to a different floor. You Obviously, just
0: literally, like, not, all right, you just look look <laughs> out. Nope, <laughs> nope hit the nope, button yeah. and go up.
1: Obviously, it's not really a different floor; it's the people outside are moving the scenery around. Because, yeah.
0: <laughs> but then, then you'd see if it had windows in it, you'd see, you would look away and like the boy from the Grudge would just be there <laughs> <Yeah. on every laughs> floor until you got off
1: go back and watch that uh, listen to that episode if you haven't guys last I, week I don't ride elevators with windows if I can avoid it they make yeah, me yeah those are weird I get that some people are like oh I no longer have a sense of claustrophobia and I'm like yeah I can watch the fact that I'm held by a very thin wire and I'm really high off the ground and I hate everything about this and I can't lean against the walls to stabilize myself because I'll leave fingerprints not like for someone to take, but I don't like touching glass. I've become like, it's one of the, in old age, you become your parents. I don't, I think it was lying like, what, 26. I finally hit the point where I'm like, I need to stop touching things. I'm leaving smudge marks all over them. What was I raised in a bar?
0: So at a certain point, you actually cross the threshold of you have too many small children to care anymore. But then you, but then once they get older, I think you're just like, no, you know better. You stop.
1: Right now, I'm still at one, and so it's still. I I don't care if she leaves smudges on things in my house. She drew on a window downstairs with crayon. I don't care. I don't like it when she does it in public though, because I'm sure you've noticed this. I'm sure listeners have noticed this if you have small kids. It's not that they lean against the glass window like, oh, we're at church. I'm just gonna lean up against the window. Yes, they lick it. Why do they lick it? Why do kids lick windows? What's what's the attraction? I can't remember the last time I've licked a window.
0: Look, you can't see through it, but yet it's solid. Why would you not want to feel it with Why your tongue? Why do my kids, kids do you...
1: want to be Apex twin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's a that's a good one. I like it's a deep cut. Trigger uh, me up, fam. <laughs> It's, uh, all right, trivia, we're going to transition this. So this is not going to have anything to do with licking windows, but um, it wouldn't have been crazy if it did. (laughs) Champion moments. So question number one. Okay. Jared Padalecki is so much taller than Elisha Cuthbert, who is one of the other stars, um, that they did what to make the difference less comical? Was it A, used forced perspective technique, B, taped two-inch blocks of wood to the bottom of her boots, or C, used a multi-level set and always had
1: her on the taller portion. Oh, wow. So, knowing the limited amount about this movie, I know, it does take place in a wax world. Yes, I I believe so. um, Or at the very least, it is a haunted house movie of some degree. Which means, nearly always... It's filmed um, It's filmed entirely on sets. There's probably nothing on location in this, except maybe some outdoor shots. You don't do haunted house movies usually in a house. You almost always do them on sets because you have to manipulate too much. Which means the normally prohibitively expensive route of making the stage different levels is totally possible here. And I don't think you would ask this question if forced perspective was the answer because it's just too common. Like, it wouldn't be good trivia. Um, I So I will say this, and this is not
0: to sway you one way or the other, but really, forced perspective wasn't really a common thing until really you had Lord of the Rings hit in oh one. one Okay, not... But it wasn't a never thing. It wasn't a never thing, you're right. Yeah, because we had movies like... But usually the cheaper route was to, an easier route was, just hire midgets.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> very true.
0: Yeah, but... but Peter Jackson did... He really did a number on the midget <laughs> actor
1: economy. Uh, you're not wrong. Well, look, it, he couldn't have hired midgets because midgets don't have giant hairy feet. To be fair, he did hire them,
0: but they were stunt doubles.
1: Right. For long shots. I, now that, yes. that I'm thinking about this, actually, I've never actually looked at a midget's feet. I don't know. Or dwarfs. Whatever the correct term for little people is right now. I don't know what it is. Because I know you have dwarfism, but I think you're not supposed to be called a dwarf. I'm sorry. to the. Well, any, okay, okay. Uh, well, What was it in, um, what was it in in Bruges? Because he
0: goes on this whole he long He calls spiel. him a dwarf. He calls him a dwarf. Yeah, but but then he doesn't like to be called a dwarf. I think he wants to be called a midget. He, I think it is. He wants to be called a midget.
1: But which I, is but why I always just really which is relied. always why I call them midgets, a not dwarfs. A few coked out hookers and a racist dwarf. Um, the uh, it's entirely based on <laughs> probably an extremely offensive scene. Whatever from In Bruges. Small actors would prefer to be called right the Warwick Davis community as it will. <laughs> yeah. Um. Look, I think every small actor knows to some degree that everyone's always going to go, well, Warwick was here first, right? Even if he wasn't, he's the one. Everybody knew Warwick's name, right? Uh, Yeah. Plus, not just because he was a majorly famous small person actor, but because he also has a great name. Um, Yes. Oh, I should suggest that one. Anyway, (laughs) thinking about naming a future kid here and realizing that's an option. That said, Force Perspective still is too cheap. So... I'm going to go with the blocks of wood on the bottom of the feet because that actually seems the least likely, the most practically difficult. Like it would make it hard to walk. You'd have to find ways to not get them in the scenes unless you'd like make them part of the boot. And at that point, why don't you just buy boots with the giant heels and make that a thing the character wears? That's such a stupid way to do it that I want to believe that's how they did it. That is
0: actually how they did it. You're right. They literally
1: (laughs) duct taped like two, like 2
0: inch blocks of wood to her boots. Excellent. And but they only used them for certain shots when it was like clear that they would be like they wouldn't be seen from like the knees down. Okay. Okay. And then it was like they really were doing not a lot of walking and it was sort of like That makes sense. It wasn't sense. every yeah. scene, but it was like only the ones where it was like no like cuz I think Jared Padalecki's literally like a full foot taller than her and it was like comical they're like we have to do something about this
1: okay okay we can't
0: not do something about this hey,
1: one for one this is, you're one this for is one for me
0: you're good you're uh so question number two this film is considered a modern cult classic apparently i didn't know that I, i've been seeing that's, that's the reason i wanted okay, to do this because okay. i've been seeing a lot of praise for
1: this movie where i hadn't before Okay, so it's, it's funny you say it, because I'm sitting there thinking, I don't remember hearing anything about this after it came out at all. Like, yeah. until you said, you want to do an episode on it? And I went, that movie was a thing. I've been hearing a lot about it recently. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. So, and it might just be a more recent thing, but... um, Could be I just don't pay attention. <laughs> but, on its budget of $40 million, how did this classic fare on its opening weekend? Was it A abysmal with only 12 million in sales okay with 42 million in sales to recoup its costs or great with
1: almost 80 million doubling its investment a paris hilton was not in any other major blockbusters after this you are correct it was (laughs) abysmal (laughs) i was gonna Uh, say we would have seen a rash of paris hilton starring or featuring movies other than a night in paris (laughs) (laughs) if, if this had done really well yeah yeah
0: so I, I've got so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch the order of these questions. I'm gonna do question number four. This is the follow up here. So even though it bombed at the box office, the film made how much in VHS and DVD rentals the following year? This is
1: just rentals. Hang on, we gotta take a minute here. Um, to the listeners at home, a VHS is um, a big black box. It's a shitty with uh, um. It's got like anthology. it's got a roll of tape in it, like the stuff you use to hold paper to your walls, right? But instead of uh, being sticky, it has tiny little pictures on it and a strip of, of magne- magnetized uh, plastic that holds um, audio. And you put it in a player, and it's like a streaming service, except you have to take it out every time you're done. And when you're finished, you have to rewind it. And um, they're terrible.
0: Yeah. This and is and a like gag on time... the
1: fact that no matter how old your listeners are, none of them have owned cassette tapes. No. No, I <laughs>
0: Yeah, unfortunately, we're like we're like the last generation
1: that really had cassette tapes. It's depressing because any of you having children who are really honestly not even that much younger than us, you're, you'd be too late to have a lot of cassettes, unless you had older siblings. Um, and so they were already in the if house. you are the oldest and you were like you're, five to kids, six years younger, yeah, but you your, didn't your kids are not growing up with. The with your old cassettes, or, no. or for that matter, new ones, which means your kids are not taking your precious movie collection that you spent money on and using it to build stepladders to reach things on high shelves and breaking down the <laughs> process. That's not happening. Te- um, technically,
0: my mom still has a cassette player and my grandma do, but they still own some things oh, I on have VHS. A, I
1: have a cassette player and actually quite a few VHS's.
0: I have one too somewhere, like an old one, but I just don't have it hooked up anywhere.
1: Here's the thing though yeah, I have a really old one. That works, and apparently that's a thing, because I did not realize there's sort of this comeback movement on cassettes. It's not like the vinyl comeback movement, right? It's not because no, they're the cassettes good. are collectible things. It's, it's because they're collectible, or because they're movies that have never had a re release, yes. right? Um, like if you manage to come across uh, the Disney sing along cassette tape, "Follow the Bouncing Ball," any of those actually, most of them do not have DVD releases. The ones they do are bad VHS rips. But like the "Zippity Doodah" one, that never got re released, mm-hmm. but it was on cassette. So if you have those, the only way to watch them is a the cassette player. And buying a used cassette player can run you a couple hundred bucks, and a new one can run into the thousands.
0: Yeah, it's Because bizarre. it's such
1: a, yeah, because nobody makes them, and nobody repairs them. So if you are listening to this and you have a cassette player, fucking cherish the thing, because apparently it's worth money and you just didn't know it until just now. Um, But yeah, I, do, I have a box of old cassettes. I don't even remember what I have on cassette. I think I have the Wind in the Willows, like the animated one, maybe on there. No, I have the Willows in the Winter. I own a copy of... I know, I know I've know i got a few. I think
0: I've got a copy of Gone with the Wind on VHS. Okay. And I also have a copy of Die Hard. I think it's still in a shrink
1: wrap. I have all three Die Hards, but they're not mine. But they were loaned to me by someone without a cassette player, so it's on indefinite loan and has been for years. Nice. Oh, the thing is, though, like a lot of my cassettes I am in the process of like trying to find... Non-cassette versions of them because I do still want. I'm not fully bought into the streaming, especially as it's becoming more apparent how fast stuff. Uh, yes, from that's me. actually. I wanna own crap, but I also like those anything think I own on cassette. I'm like, oh god, I have to set the cassette player up. I gotta find a DVD. Of this. So. I need to buy a converter and convert my cassettes to DVD myself. That's
0: true, um, but I will say uh, Western Digital or, or Seagate usually make a pretty decent, high capacity um, solid solid state external drive, uh, and the Pirate Bay is free.
1: <laughs> uh, you're a movies show. You're not supposed to endorse the pirathy. Uh, you're supposed to be here saying support creators.
0: Look, I will go to the theater to see like certain movies if I really want to like see them. But yeah, and then yeah, a lot yeah. of times I'll like if I really like a movie, I actually go out and buy it like that's because like I'm not going to take a chance on spending like 10 to 20 dollars on a movie that's crap. But if I like it, I will retroactively say, no, I like that. I'll go out and buy
1: this. That's fair. That's, that's fair. that um, is
0: what I usually do.
1: that yeah, no, that's but
0: here's the other thing, too. What really, and this we're going to get into the philosophy of this for just a half a second, but we'll move on because I'm in the middle of asking you a question. You are. But what really is the difference between essentially me going out and pirating something versus what I used to do all the time, which is go out and buy a 50 cent or a dollar DVD. To... Listen, just say it already. If you don't say it, we're going to do to you what the CIA did to Kennedy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just Just put the gun down. It's okay. I'll say it. The Movies We've Never Seen podcast does not or will not ever endorse piracy. That is illegal. All references to piracy in this or any episode have been for comedic effect or purely theoretical in nature. Thank you. I don't even remember what the question, how I phrased the question exactly. Your but... question
1: was, what's the difference between pirating a movie versus buying it at a pawn shop for a dollar? Because in neither case, do the creators get any money? Yes. Uh, and then you postulated when the recorder died that it was because there's tax in one case and the other. But that is, that's answering the legality question, not the morality question. And also, it's not answering the copyright law question. It's only answering the... Sorry, it's not answering an intellectual property law question. It's answering a other which the also
0: the legal the the government seems to not really care about in that case if it's already uh, been sold once.
1: So this is where I, what I will say. I have no good answer. Uh, I wish I did. As someone who used to pirate everything uh, and still doesn't really have a problem with it, though on some vague level I think it probably is stealing. It's so vague I can't really. I. The philosophical implications of what is and is not moral under intellectual copyright law and how you do and do not respect a creator's profits for something that is a property that does not actually have a physical medium is so fluid and fuzzy that getting into it here would require not this episode, <laughs> but an entire podcast dedicated to just that subject. You're right, I, and I'm not going to get so into it, so the, the, answer the high will, The answer I will give you as okay. to why one is moral and one isn't is one gives you a nice little box to put it in. But I, if, I no, look no, no, I, no, I, no, I have a nice little box to put it in. If you open that it'll it'll break the hard drive. If you If it's not in a box that you can open and close physically speaking, then it's immoral. but but look, no I can I can unplug it and if I
0: plug it back in, it's like opening it and then no. it goes and then if no. I really wanted no, to, I, I could make my computer go uh, whenever <laughs> I plug it in,
1: but it doesn't have a hinge so
0: it's sinful. Honestly, I can co-sign that one.
1: Okay. If there oh. no hinges <laughs> no hinge it's a sin no hinge it's a sin i'm gonna start applying it to other things in life it's gonna get real complicated real fast uh, this is why ever since like you, you pick up your smartphone that's horseshit you go get a nokia flip because that's, that's got not a hinge. hinge
0: it's fine Do, uh, you know what you're 100 correct i'm just gonna give you that this trivia question for free you don't even we don't even need to this, know. throw it at me though anyway like, throw it at you. how so, much
1: money did this make on the vhs and dvd sales uh not just
0: not sales but Just the rentals? Oh, just rentals. Okay. Um, Or at least that's what the trivia led me to believe. So it could be both, but uh, was it A thirty six million, B forty two million, or C fifty million? Oh man, those are close. I was
1: really hoping those would be way further
0: apart numbers. Um, I thought about it, and then I'm like, no, they need to be closer because then it'll really mess you up.
1: The well, now see, that's almost sort of a hint because that implies that you may have made the upper number up, (laughs) but not necessarily. I, it's B or C, and I only say that because this does seem like the kind of movie, or did when it came out, that that's what it would appeal to. Like, this is the thing teens rent for the night when they're babysitting after the kids have gone to bed or something. This is not, nobody paid to see this in theaters, but yeah, this seems like something everybody would have rented at the time. Um, whatever, we'll go big. We'll say, let's say 50 million.
0: You're it's, wrong. It was 42 million. Nah, I dropped an I Easter sh- egg in the last question where I said it made the 42 million in yeah, sales. Yeah, yeah. I should
1: have, you know. And I went, that's that's too high. But I'm like, no, I gotta go big on it. I gotta go big. No, but uh, you, uh, okay.
0: So this apparently, again, adding to maybe sort of the cult status of it, it just it really did well after it was released, and it made up most of its money back. It actually it it basically broke even with the theatrical release with the international sales. Okay. But it basically didn't make any money. But then, like... It started trucking along once on it got rental into market. rentals and okay. and and, uh, and VHS and DVD sale market,
1: Everybody too. take a moment to appreciate, again, for those of you who are too young for VHSs, then you're basically too young for this, even though you did it with DVDs, or people did it with DVDs, that this is an entire way to earn money that just straight up doesn't fucking exist anymore. It doesn't uh... matter that, yeah, you can rent a movie on a streaming service, th- and yeah, red boxes are around, and there's some family video stores, but there is no longer a very serious oh, it's okay, my movie's going to make all the money in the rental market afterwards. That's not a thing now.
0: Yeah, no, it's not, because, like, you don't have, like, people like, oh, man, there's a blockbuster versus family video, who, yes yeah, side nobody, are
1: you on? And nobody, there's no, like, oh, well, it's okay, our movie doesn't have to do well in the theaters because all the teens or, or whatever are going to go rent it for their grunge movie night because none of them are. If they're getting it at all, it's from a streaming service and you have no royalties, really. Like, com- not the comparative you're getting from rentals. This isn't... This is a non-existent way for movies to make money anymore. That used to be there used to be whole like directors and studios that survived entirely on the rental market. And now you yeah. can't do Which, this. Which again,
0: it's proving that again this movie was one of those such <laughs> Which films. kind of
1: raises again that, that rate much like the oh it's by the guy at Orphan. This raises my interest in it because the things that did well in the rental market, while often terrible movies there's always a fascination to them. Like, there, there's a, there was a certain kind of person who made movies be rental market successes, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, this, again, it, it, this is very much, like you said, fluctuating back and forth between, like, piquing my interest and being like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? One of the things, the big stigma on this is still that, like, Paris Hilton's in it, and she was kind of the main selling point at the time.
1: But she's, is she the main character, though? Because I thought, I could be wrong, I did S- <laughs>
0: So I want to no. say someone
1: told me that this is one of those, like she dies really early in the movie kind of things.
0: So as far as I'm aware, and this is getting into the spoiler territory of like, I don't really know, but I think that this is the thing. I think Elisha Cuthbert is actually the final girl. Okay. And Paris Hilton well, you don't, is a, don't
1: spoil it too hard, but I did th- I do remember like at the time hearing that that was kind of thing is like Paris Hilton's the selling point, but minor spoiler. She's going to be like one of the first people to get killed. She's here to sell you the movie. Not to really be in the movie.
0: Yeah. Um, um, so, and that's that's the other thing, too. Like, a couple other, like, little minor sort of things here and there. Again, that was, that that sort of one. Uh, allegedly, when I was doing the trivia, another thing about this movie was that, like, it had, it almost, other than sharing a name, and then it happens in a wax museum, there's almost
1: no overlap. I already, that I already expected regardless, because...
0: So, I, I, I wanted to kind of drop yeah. that out here to give you the expectation. <laughs> Very
1: few remakes of movies from as from the house of original house of wax era and a lot of those movies have been remade yeah which is but, i think 54 yeah, was House. Of very wax. few things from basically early 60s back that have been remade at all resemble the originals oh no and the campier and weirder the original was house of wax the wizard of gore just for some examples uh the more likely the remake entirely diverges from the source material and everything other than a general theme and set piece True, true
0: um um also did you know that uh house of wax was actually the first film that was filmed with stereo audio really yes okay uh it was also in 3d um but it was i i did not know that at all yeah, that that it, actually is even more surprising yeah it was in it's a 3d film which is i always wondered why when i saw it originally i i always thought it's weird because they had like a guy out front like of the wax museum yeah. like being like oh i'm like drawing people in with my weird antics but he had like paddle boards with like the ball on the end and he was like yeah. pop 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 and he kept going back and forth at the camera like what in the fuck is oh this? the original the original, the original one
1: okay 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 so the original was... i thought you meant the remake was in 3d i was gonna go what the hell no 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 no. <laughs> the, the original the so no no, okay. no that
0: wasn't the first movie in 3d it was one of the first, first mo- okay in right 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 but it was the first, first movie was stereo in stereo
1: sound That's kind of fascinating. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. The remake should have been in 3D. Uh, another reason, by been. the way, when you buy it at the... I'm pretty sure it was, and I think I remembered that in the advertising campaigns, because also at the time, that still would have been paper glasses with a blue and red lens. So the real reason that buying it is better than pirating it is because if you pirate it, you won't get the little cardboard 3D glasses with the red and blue lenses, and if you buy it, you probably will, because it's they've either thrown them away or they're still in the box, because nobody's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to keep that but sell the movie, because I'm really digging having these things around, except for some goofy Halloween costume. So that's... There's another argument for why you should pay the dollar at the pawn shop. It might still have the 3D glasses in them, and without them... How How will you see the things come out of the movie? It's so real.
0: Yeah, that's that's silly. What's
1: the what's the third question? I'm already thrown off by the way because I'm now I'm two for three. Yeah, there's actually that's weird because normally there's only three questions. I have a rare fourth question. Yeah, all right, so I have Um, a chance to still get seventy five percent and have a C average.
0: You do. So the last question. So House of Wax. The modern remake, it has really nothing to do other than it's just the name, and there's a few nods here and there, and it's in a House of Wax. But House of Wax is set in Louisiana, but was filmed where? Was it A, Italy, B, Australia, or C, Mexico? Oh, wow. Uh... This is just a combo breaker. I'm like, this is a fun little bit of trivia I could just squeeze in here. It really has nothing to do with anything other than, like, I guess we'll be on the lookout for... Does, does that really look like Louisiana or not? Australia. Shit, you're correct. You did. Oh. You, got, you got your degree.
1: <laughs> you passed. <laughs> Hoorah! It, I, the, the, my thought process was, no, Paris would probably cost more, not less. Mexico would cost less, but I think would be harder to disguise as Louisiana? So that leaves Australia. I'm glad it worked. I'm look. I'm going to take full credit and say it was total brain power. Because in my head, I'm going. This is such a tenuous connection. <laughs> but uh, but hey, whatever. It's right. No,
0: it was apparently Australia. So I I'd be on the lookout to see like how much Louisiana and Australia look alike. I I will be. I will ask my wife to nitpick this since her family's from Louisiana. So. Um, all right. Um, and see. But uh, that was really all I had as far as trivia. You you, you won the trivia. Yay! You get... Uh, I'm going to... At some point, one day, I've actually been... Every time I edit these, I have a little... In my book, I've got little edit notes. And uh-huh. they tell me, like, what spoilers were in this episode. How much profanity was in it. You know, so I can give it a rating on the whatevers. Oh, yeah, Because people yeah. care about that sort of thing sometimes. But the other thing that I that I've never done anything with yet is I tally... Who has gotten the questions right and wrong, and how many they got right and wrong? Is, so it, gonna like, that... is
1: it gonna be like your hundredth episode thing? Is you're gonna be like, here's the person so far. I'm winning? considering it. That's All been right. one of my ideas.
0: Is like, I'm just gonna have like a maybe like a like a hundredth episode special where we just get everybody. Maybe I like interview one or two like a couple people about whatever movies they watched or what movies you know, throughout so, awards. If sort you don't of thing. do it
1: on your hundredth episode, the other thing you could save that number for is when you do any one of the numerous game show themed horror movies oh mm-hmm. like uh no i can't think of any but I, now I've, I've seen a bunch uh but i don't i don't want to call like the velco experiment one though i mean like uh shit circle is that the one where everybody's in a? Never oh um... what i am about to say is going to sound retarded let's pretend i'm not saying it that's the one where everyone's in the circle right <laughs> I think it's circle. Everyone's in a circle. They're standing on little uh, like colored dots in a big circle, and they have to vote on who in the circle dies, and that's the whole movie. That sounds right.
0: I don't know that. I, I don't think I've. I haven't seen that
1: one. So. I have, and it's okay. Mm, okay. For that, for that particular style of movie, I should be clear. That's insanely high praise.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because a
1: lot of movies of that style wear out. Pretty much like five seconds in. Yeah,
0: I feel like that shtick would get old after a while. Circle um,
1: makes it work by adding just enough character drama and having it played just well enough, but it's not like Oscar. It's not like uh, Buried with Ryan Reynolds where I spent the entire movie just shocked that Ryan Reynolds was pulling off this movie. Like, dude, you're in it. The whole movie is Ryan Reynolds in a casket. That's it. <laughs> this can't work. And at the end of the movie, I was like, there's a reason people think he's so great. And it's because this is a that's really hard to pull off and this movie was i yeah no uh so i guess so, that's the trivia yeah, so save your trivia points for something like that and blow yeah. our minds. but uh I, I will maybe try to do that but who, so, so who's winning right now uh no don't that'd be a spoiler yeah don't spoil i don't want to own. spoil it yeah so but you, we'll you have a better chance I'm giving of winning your 100th because... episode i'm giving your 100th episode i'm gonna say 3.75 snake pliskins out of five and after it i'll let you know and if i won then it's going to be five stainless <laughs> i will say I'm currently doing your show on your show you you <laughs> have that's fine you're we're
0: getting real meta with this this is turning into scream now yeah. um what's your favorite podcast sydney <laughs> <laughs> but uh you have probably the highest chance of actually winning that because one you're actually good at trivia but two you've been on less shows than a lot of other people
1: Oh, so I've had less opportunities. You have less up.
0: opportunities to fuck up. So by yeah. per- the laws of percentages, you probably, like everyone else kind of falls at average, but you could swing a higher low of the mean. Okay. Okay.
1: So screw so, up to screw up your bell curves. I'm just saying. That's,
0: <laughs> I need to get Alex on the show more so that he can also have a chance to, to fuck up more uh, because he hasn't been on a few episodes because the scheduling hasn't lined up. But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about House of Wax. So House we're going to, we're going to. Rate this in a moment, but I want to know what does this movie have to do to for you? Because I know that we're both really interested, and I know, I think it was similarly like you brought up at the very beginning of this episode that there was a Twitter thread that you saw that was like, oh, what's you know this movie? There are no horror actors anymore. Right. I similarly saw, and if I can remember it, if I've bookmarked it. and it wasn't on one of my band accounts and I've lost it to time immemorial, but there was a thread that was going through like a non-spoiler thread that just was like, here's why house of wax is really a great film. Okay. And they kind of went through like a bunch of vaguely stuff. And then they're like, all right, now here's where we're going to get into spoilers. And I stopped like reading the thread after that. Okay. But allegedly it's a decent slasher. And apparently Wam Colet Sarah, who I can probably agree that he has done this like, he tried to use as many practical effects as possible and used almost no visual effects like computer right. visual effects, okay. which tracks because most of the films I've seen him do have shown that like orphan. Yeah, sure. The shallows really didn't have any visual right. effects. other than obviously that one had a shark. You kind of had to do that one, but I think he actually even had like a plastic shark at one point and, and do a real did. whale carcass. So like dudes, dude knows how to do his gore. Right. But what does it have to do for you
1: to like for you to like it? If you had asked me before doing any of the trivia, my answer would be vaguely different. Knowing that it did most of its money as I now do in the rental market, uh, I have slightly different expectations. I expect a little more grunge. I expect a little more midnight movie. So actually it's mostly going to be things like practical effects, uh, fun kills, um... twists that while not as anger inducing as a particular movie you've done in a recent episode that I've made my opinion on known before. Um, <laughs> though I wasn't in that episode, not ones where I'm like, that twist is stupid. Everyone should, you know, it because nothing led up to it, but like the kind of twist where no, nothing led up to it because nothing possibly could have because it's so absurd. Yeah. Like, Oh, this character who's been the whole, t- been here the whole time. It turns out in their backstory, they're the secret triplet of another character who didn't even know there were there were twins like that kind of super wild that's the kind of stuff i i kind of eat up in a kind of grungy movie like a
0: scooby-doo episode
1: yeah like where it's like this is almost too silly but at no point are you gonna acknowledge that you're gonna play it like it's not So that's what I want now. What I wanted before the episode started and I still would like to see and that still would earn the movie high marks for me. The Haunted House movies in general get this. And this being a slasher, again, is part of why this is no longer my main thing. Now, I'm more into the grunge. Yes. But movies where the things take place in a house, like a small location like that, to majorly sell me on it, it needs to be visually creepy i need a visually creepy and interesting house. like a very good thing to compare it to though in a very different way i don't expect it to look anything like this i don't want it to look anything like this but in the same sense here right we're talking more theme 13 ghosts the remake with tony shalhoub mm-hmm. is one of the best haunted house movies ever its plot is comically bad at times uh, a lot of the acting is not very good the special effects are sometimes way over the top and in a couple of the scenes outright bad it doesn't matter the house that movie <laughs> takes place in is cool as shit i i agree with you i
0: think like, like i I, was... I want a
1: cool creepy house of wax well and here's the thing
0: like i don't think you can mess up a house of wax because they're just inherently creepy
1: okay now wait here's to dampen my enthusiasm all right Dead Silence took place in a puppet house and frankly it didn't do anything for me. And I think Jason Blum's a good director but I think that movie had too much of Jason Blum's making a scary puppet movie because he's afraid of puppets. Or was that James Wan? Uh, It was James Wan. Sorry. Sorry. The, The... too much tie-in between the large franchise comp- people here. There's Jason. Logan yeah, James it, sorry, James Wan's. I was uh, gonna
0: say no. That's a Wan film. But I was gonna let you film. go with it. Is it is a Wan
1: film. Sorry, James Wan's Dead Silence didn't do anything for me. Admittedly, a lot of neither did the Saw movies. But I have seen other things by James Wan and i have gone. I like James Wan sometimes.
0: Wasn't Dead Silence his actual first film?
1: I think it was. No, it might have been post Saw because I think he needed. I think I want I thought he had a budget before he did it. Mm,
0: maybe i i I don't it it, was it was it was was very early though
1: yeah um but look didn't do anything for me and i i get it it probably for him was the scariest movie ever because he's afraid of puppets so you do a whole movie about about that's why he has puppets puppets in every movie yeah that's gonna be your thing but for me the whole time i was like i don't know a house of puppets just ain't that creepy and the it wasn't enough interesting things going on also pre-spoiled by the fact that like huge puppet master fan f- for my part so my expectation for evil puppets is definitely at the point of like oh they need to be over the the top so yeah so i don't think y- just a house of wax alone will necessarily be creepy because also a house of puppets should be and what i'm saying is it wasn't okay, that. i get your point. so a house of wax should be i think you could still screw it up but I do think that it's a strong enough thing that I'm hoping they don't.
0: I think that if you, if you play, and I think based on his previous films or his other films that I have seen, I think that A House of Wax in a place where it's like, all right, they, they've got maybe potentially some of these people are like, they're good enough for it, like maybe this person's real, maybe this person isn't. You don't know, you're moving shots. Right. I think like, that's where the, where the creepiness uh, yeah, lies. I, yeah,
1: we need a lot of, and I expect a lot of, those you're walking down the hallway and which one of these wax figures is actually the serial that's killer. That's 100%. And it. Realistically, what will really sell it is, I don't know if this is how it's done or not since I haven't seen it. But major thing that would make this movie five out of five for me. I can say this going into it. It will be five out of five if it does this. Lots of scenes where characters are walking through a hall with a ton of figures. And everything builds up to one of them being the killer. And then just nobody dies in that scene. Like the killer's not even in the room. Or the killer is in the room and doesn't make a move. Or straight up isn't there. And scenes where everything in the room leads up to you waiting for that wax figure to move because it's clearly the killer, and then they get killed by something else in the room that's not even one of the wax figures. I need a lot of fake outs and stuff because I, yes. yes. I need that tension. Yes, 100%. This is this is what a classic,
0: really like a tropey slasher should do if it's good. Is it should have a I, I'm for me, what I want it to do is I want there to be at least a decent build up where I get to learn who these characters are, even if it's kind of campy right yeah. i want i want to learn i yeah. want to learn like who's the fred who's the velma who's the daphne who's right. the scooby who's the shaggy in this mystery and then i want to basically empathize with them i want to learn their archetypes they're going to go in and they're going to be put into this situation and then if you give me good kills good gore good fake outs i think that this could be an above 4 for me at the very least okay. like you said if okay. it's if, yeah. it exactly if it does exactly what you right said thing. it could be a 5 Right. And I, I hate to say it cause I know that like Paris Hilton famously like is not a good actress. Right. <laughs> like, right. But um, I think that if she is one of those people where if she maybe either dies early enough in the film or has a good enough death where you're like that's satisfying right. to see this person or that I don't if like die. Or she just plays
1: a character that's enough Paris Hilton that she can do it. You know? yes Cause you could, there's bad actors and actresses who can, who've been great in movies because the character is just enough like them. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, because it's basically there's because there's two rules a good slasher has to do. It has to follow one of two rules. It can't follow both. It's not possible. It has to either lots of tension and actually in the end those ones usually pretty much no kills. Like some of the best slasher movies, the slasher you go and like actually like kill count it. Like you pull your James A. janice Dead Meat podcast and you watch it and you're like, there were only like three kills in that movie. Yeah, and you go back and you're like, really. But, of course, the whole movie's about the tension, not the kills. Halloween's a pretty good example, the original. Flip side, something like Laid to Rest. You're here to watch (laughs) Chroma Skull kill everyone, and there's not really any tension, and those tend to work better, especially if they're like Laid to Rest, where you're almost rooting for him, and he's the main character. The Slasher's the main character. You have to go one of those two ways. Super high through the roof kill count so you don't have time to build tension, or Tons of tension and actually low well, kill count.
0: And then in the in the the former, not the latter. The the tension is built in. When is the next skill coin to come? And yes. how does it come? Right. I think that um, there is a very limited, and I'm trying to think because I know that there was one that I saw where I'm like it definitely had definitely in between. They're in between. If you off. do it well,
1: yes. But generally, to do a good slasher, you have to go in one of those two directions. Yes. It, it, doing anything else is really risky, and you really have to do well. This is one though where. Again, anything confined to a small space like that, it has to pull the tension. You couldn't pull major numbers in it. It won't... Okay. The opening few scenes of the collection and Ghost Ship indicate that I'm wrong on this, but generally, you can't pull the numbers in a movie like that. No, but to be
0: fair, though, like, I think it is a small group of people. Yeah, so that's what I... So it's like, it's a core, like, I think there's like, what, like... Four to seven people in this film that like are thrown into this thing, so like it's not probably gonna be, it's not gonna be higher than that. I don't think if
1: if it's good, if it's gonna sell me on a five, maybe they have an establishing
0: kill somewhere.
1: I'd say if this is gonna sell me on a five, it's gotta be proper tension and it could do it. If it's gonna sell me on like a three to a four kind of range, like I just enjoyed it, then it's just gotta be the grunge. The only thing it could do, maybe in between. I could see it selling me on like a four or four point five if it was like the uh, what's the one with Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson, oh, the House on Haunted um, Hill I think, um, is that House on Haunted Hill? That's the House on Haunted Hill remake.
0: The, I think. That's yeah, that's the remake I believe.
1: Um, yeah, um, where it's no, again that one actually like thirteen ghosts. Everything in the house is so ridiculous. All the kills are so crazy <laughs> that it's like I, that also could sell me on it. Yeah, but so it, it, if it if it does one of those things and because of that, because I know the next question you're gonna ask. I'll say, a hopeful for Snake Plissken. Wow. Yeah, I. That's a hopeful. the The me inside me is going to. It's gonna suck.
0: I'm very <laughs> conflicted I'm on this because I think that this was the this was the movie of all the ones that I watched this spooky season, and I'll do a I'll do a, a wrap up but I think this is the one I was most excited for because it could go either way because I had no frame of reference other than I've seen the original House of Wax, but I know it's not really like it. Okay. Like, that was my only frame of reference, and I knew that it had Paris Hilton in it. I didn't actually know that it had Jared Padalecki in it until, like, earlier today when I was doing trivia. I'm like, oh, this is a pleasant surprise. (laughs) Sure. Um... Where's... Where's where's Dean? Where's the pie? Uh, It's not an episode of Supernatural. Also, apparently... Uh, Paris Hilton is in an episode of. I couldn't fit this into the trivia, but so I'll give this to you guys for free. Paris Hilton is in an episode of Supernatural with Jared Padalecki and obviously all the other people in in the in the show. But they actually go into a haunted house of wax where they oh. actually make references to, to this movie okay. that it
1: actually exists in universe. <laughs> I. <So. laughs> I like this because I know you have a couple listeners who are big enough Supernatural fans, so they're going to be like, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: apparently, like, it was enough of a thing that Supernatural is like, oh, we're going to spoof this. We're going to get Paris Hilton back on, and the we're going to, like... Friend
1: of your show and frequent guest, Alex, probably can chapter and verse quote the episode. He probably can.
0: Um, anyway, I, I'm very hopeful for this as well, and I... I I don't want to go balls to the walls and say it's going to be a five. I think for me, if this does all the things we mentioned, I think I get the vibe that this is going to be like a really weird sort of, in a weird way, it's going to be an episode of Scooby-Doo with a kill count. I'm okay with that. And, and honestly, I'm extremely excited for that. Yeah. That's all over it. So over it, I think this could be higher, but I'm, again, I'm giving it a hopeful four. Okay. I don't know that I would... This could be... Because I've heard people say it's bad. But I've heard people say it's good. This could be as low as a one. It, it's oh. going to swing wildly. Sure. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be an in-between. Sure. Yeah. This is going to be I love it or
1: I hate it. But I'm in, in the spirit of spooky season, I'm being hopeful.
0: I'm very hopeful for this one. And yeah. I hope that you listening along if you don't have any other plans if you don't have any other traditions maybe this could be the tradition you start listening to the movies we've never seen podcasts you listen along with us in the evening on halloween because hopefully i'll have an episode out on halloween i know last year this year it actually falls on a monday so it's just on a regular yeah, release schedule sad. yeah um so hopefully maybe that'll be your tradition maybe this year you'll watch house of wax too not house of wax too, too. but house of house wax, house of wax as also well. <laughs> as well i guess we'll see you on the other side uh, this has been probably a really long first half if i haven't cut a lot of extraneous bullshit out
1: yeah it's it's been three minutes it's been three.
0: <laughs> i only i only left the like the third part that yeah. was like all right this has just been cut off enough times with the stupid batteries i'm just leaving this <laughs> that's it uh but we'll see you on the other side no, no, no. You don't make too much noise. Why do you have to be so damn stubborn? He will find us. Yeah, chances are he will anyway. At least with this, you might not want to find us. That house of wax is pretty cool. No, no, it wasn't a wax thing. It was moving and it was freaky looking. Anyone need a hand? I cannot believe you're making me do this. Yeah, it's a real tragedy, ain't it? No, it's a horrible story. Tell me this doesn't look real. I just saw someone. She went crazy. We were actually looking for a guy named Bowie, who works at the gas station. Don't you get it? You're the good twin, I'm the evil one.
1: Where is he? You're not gonna go in there, are
0: you? Yeah, people used to come to see if miles away. The whole town could hear her screaming from the house.
1: You're an artist! Bowie's lying to you, he used
0: you! I'm looking for my sister and her boyfriend. Wait, where are you going? Don't leave me! Well, let me just go dump the casket in the ground, I'll be right there. It is wax. Remember the truck that came to the campsite last night? I think we just ran into him. We still got a lot of work to do. Please don't kill me! I reckon things will wrap up soon.
1: Please! Please!
0: Welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast with the final installment of this year's spooky season. Patrick is back. I'm back. Uh, we just got back from watching House of Wax from 2005. Which
1: uh, I didn't realize it was a remake of a remake. I didn't realize the Vincent Price one is also a remake. Uh,
0: yeah, because I think the original one actually technically, it's not Mysteries called of House the Wax of Wax. Museum. Wax. Museum. Yeah, yes. and it's directed and, and by the uh, Michael Curtis, who did... Um, uh, Casablanca
1: oh okay and, and I and it was from 1933 also, yeah yeah and I didn't realize it was based on a story either uh wax house Wa- wax house no wax house I didn't know that the wax works based on a short story called the wax works which I couldn't find barely anything about so I don't know how close so this is like basically
0: a big game of telephone right? it's a big
1: game of telephone and I, I do want to say i'm disappointed in you a little bit i'm not i'm not but you missed a really good trivia question except i guess it would be a spoilery trivia question and so that would have defeated the purpose of the never seen thing but that the movie well, we can start spoiling right away yeah okay. oh yeah yeah okay because listeners you were supposed to watch it during the break um if they haven't seen that, it at this point it's their fault yeah the the there's two of the main well okay the two villains are twins yes and the two main characters are twins twins but not identical yes but the villains are identical twins and i did not realize the script writers for this movie are also identical twins oh that's fun yeah
0: Um, see i didn't so there's when you look at imdb trivia right they have the sections that are like all right here's the section that's kind of spoiler free and for the most part it is sometimes they'll sneak one in there that's like this is kind of spoilery but then they have a section where this is like
1: spoiler, spoiler trivia. trivia that might be there yeah but yeah so it's the scriptwriters are twins and i also didn't realize it's funny that we were talking in the last one about remakes and uh sort of popular series and stuff and the conjuring came up they're the guys who wrote the conjuring oh are they yeah they are See, so i didn't realize that either yeah, so there's a uh, so th- so this movie had a surprising amount of pedig- pedigree with the Orphans director and the Conjuring person and uh, Sam Winchester and everything going for it.
0: it. It had a lot going for it, and also I, I want to also make a mention of the twins note there because you mentioned somewhere in there where it's like, yeah, I want there to be like some sort of twist where they're like all twins or something, or there's a triplet. <laughs> um, and I think that's actually. Li- and also, I want to say my actual factual going in blind, no, no cap sort of uh synopsis for this where they were trying to escape a house made of wax before it melted was also actually accurate
1: accurate. yeah um so i'm gonna i'm just gonna kick off by telling saying that i found two points really weak and they weren't what i expected to find weak right and only one of them bothered me um one is, you because you just said it, it's so the only reason i bring it up now, the triplet thing. Because I don't think he's a triplet, but there he's is a, a third child in the family, and he's also, he's the movie's creepy old man who tells you not to go there, character sort of, except he's the creepy old man who tells you to go there, basically. Yeah. The whole throw-in at the end, that they have another kid or whatever, and then he kind of waves at them. On one hand, I guess it sort of explains why he led them to this town, but on the other, it's so, because un- it's not a sequel setup at all.
0: Like No. It's, it's
1: a setup for nothing. It's a very... unnecessary kind of throwaway
0: i actually liked it because there was no sequel it kind of i'm I'm glad there
1: was no sequel setup Yes. yes but it was a weird moment because it seemed almost like like the way they the music cues for it are the we're setting up a sequel music cues even though the plot leaves no room for that
0: i think that that was more of a more of a okay we could leave this open for a sequel but also if we don't i think it was a perfectly good ending where it was like they were i think they were trying to punctuate it with it's not over for them, haha. Ha. Uh,
1: fair, fair. Which um,
0: I think was the thing. I think it was a dual but purpose. Even, I think it is
1: over for the main characters. I think I don't think he's gonna like hunt them down. I don't think that's implied. I think the implication is just sort of there's still a weird killer for her because, because yeah. So I like because he's not even he's not a like there's no indication that he's involved with the killing.
0: Well, so there is if you actually think about it because they actually mention like that people have been um, essentially going missing from the highways for such a long time. And he's kind of like the roadkill guy. You can imagine that he probably abducts them, brings them to the
1: brothers. Maybe, but... I think it's it's not explicit. I don't think it's explicit, and the only reason I don't think that's what's necessarily going on, at least at the scale, because obviously these guys have a lot of victims. Um, they have a whole town full of friggin' waxed people. Yes. Um, it, the uh, The tow truck, though. Like, the tow truck isn't driven by him. He drives a roadkill truck. There's a tow truck that they bring in the other vehicle. That is in, and true. that clearly belongs to the brothers. I'm imagining it's a cleaner, nicer vehicle. That's how people are getting to the town. Yeah, you, you, honestly, I mean, you're probably right. The but... tow truck leaves one of the movie's big... Que- this is a movie where... I, this is why I hate waiting an even hour sometimes to talk about a movie with you after seeing it. Because if you wait any time, your impression of the movie changes as you think about it. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, even I know. Even just saying the tow truck. So, he tows... The, the, they, he kills, um, uh, Paris Hilton and, and her boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and tows the truck back. Yes. T- tows their vehicle, tows their truck back with his tow truck. But the only road into town's washed out, and there's no way that tow truck pulling that thing made it in. Obviously, there has to be another road into town, but the, the whole movie clearly sets up that there isn't. So that's one of those very, if you stop and think about it, you're like, hang on a minute. That's stupid.
0: Yeah, no, that you're right. It is stupid. And I think, honestly, it was more of a, that whole part where they killed Paris Hilton and the boyfriend, because they're out in the middle of the woods, ostensibly kind of near ish to the campsite where they were, although they said they were going to be away from where the, but, the but body they was. They have to
1: be near the town. They were to nearer some to extent, the town. Because they're near the sugar mill, because she runs to it. From the campsite, which is another weird moment that she, her her boyfriend's dead. Well, right? that's what she I was saying, because they're closer to the sugar mill, and which doesn't make sense she runs in there. into the sugar mill, which not only does that make sense how they could have been that close to it, but also it implies they've been that close to it and none of them noticed it. Yeah, I mean... You, you should have seen it from the campsite, because she doesn't run for very long. There's no extended running sequence. She runs about 16 seconds and is in the sugar mill where all of the belongings of the other victims are. There's very... The movie has flaws and gaps. I liked it. I'm also because i'm
0: I'm kind of I'm kind of defending it hard here. I also yeah. liked it
1: and so and I will say I forgive the other flaw I had is not that. the other flaw I had uh, is and I say this because right before we started recording your wife came in and she said she saw the ending, right? yes the this is a movie that is so. It shows its age in a lot of ways. And some of those are era-specific, right? This is a 2000s movie. Oh, yes. In in the acting choices, both the casting and the way some of the scenes are played out... um, It breaks out of a lot of the things 2000 Slashers did. And I appreciate that. I think it actually is very unique and good in a lot of ways. But it does have a lot of scenes and moments that are like, every 2000 Slasher had this moment. Uh, Especially in the character build-ups. Oh, yeah. And the way the teaming works. I think this was
0: specifically geared towards that sort of like One Tree Hill, Gilmore Gilmore Girls um, generation. And and
1: the biggest 2000-y thing in it, and the way you could watch this movie not knowing when it's made and place it, is... That was a period in time where every horror movie did this. It has two soundtracks. There is songs written for the movie, and there are songs mm-hmm. from the era that fit. And the fact that the movie is playing Interpol and My Chemical Romance and The Prodigy. <laughs> like, <and Yeah.
0: laughs> I vastly appreciated that it had The Prodigy in it, like, though. It's,
1: but it's such a like, okay, I can date this movie. I can date this movie hard
0: i honestly i think so i think in the trivia some of those things a lot of the songs were actually they got the licenses for them um almost some of them were actually not released at the time when the film came out they were singles oh
1: okay okay
0: um i think uh what was it the the interpol song was that way and i think actually mcr's helena which is it on the end credits, in the I credits believe. yeah that one was also a
1: pre-release. Oh, okay. So th- okay. this was like a well, premiere. Some of that makes sense because I so I went and listened to the soundtrack afterwards, um, and uh, the there one, it, they released two soundtracks because they actually did release them separate the or, the original soundtrack and the songs and the from music the movie. score or the, and the score and the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the I listened to the soundtrack one, not the score one, because I was just having a, oh let's relive some youth moment here, uh, and the Interpol song isn't actually on it, uh, presumably because it wasn't properly out yet or maybe interpol just didn't want it there but even though it plays in the movie it's not on it um but no the the era where it shows its age that i think it shows it poorly is the end um the end of the movie is a fantastic set piece the fight in the melting house the escape from the melting mm-hmm. house of wax it is conceptually so cool and so big i mean it's a good big and yes And the special effects, the close-up shots of individual walls melting, wax figures melting, are great. Yes. Probably because they're more practical.
0: I think that, yes, Um, they used, that was also in the trivia, they used as many practical effects as they
1: possibly could. Um, And apparently they sued the effects company at one point, because I did not realize, but there's apparently a field at, uh, wherever they filmed this in Australia, whoever owns it, Universal, I think, maybe, but uh, that is still just a field that was originally actually a studio area, uh, and the effects team burnt it down. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and got sued over it because they were basically like this was big straight up because you guys weren't careful um like storing timbers near open flames kind of not yeah, yeah, yeah but um but the, so the practical effect moments in the big ending sequence are great and actually all the effects leading up to that are great
0: yeah i think every practical effect in this yeah. movie is had was yeah.
1: actually top tier and, and even if there was cg before the big end you couldn't tell you, yeah it wasn't cge enough to tell But the moments in the big end that had to be CG, the wax, the house of wax melting into the industrial basement beneath. Yes. uh, It looked bad. It did.
0: (laughs) Thankfully, and I think this is the the big thing that saved it for me, everything else looked so good. And it was, like you said, conceptually one of the coolest set piece endings that I had seen in a horror film in a long time. And honestly, I can't think of any ending set piece that might have been as cool as that one.
1: It, it is it is easily one of the coolest horror movie endings I've ever seen, and it's just so... I, I would not want to see the movie remade. I'd love to see someone just redo the special effects in that scene, because it's also so grandiose. It's like so... I mean, yeah, lots of horror movies end with they burn the house with the killer in it down, right? But this is melting an entire museum into the subterranean tunnels underneath. This The only other movie I can think of with scenes this big is Silent Hill. Like, it's that yeah. kind of enormous piece, and that's that's cool. Especially in a slasher movie, because... Yeah, a slasher like movie, usually yeah. you have, like, a couple bedrooms. Right, because I, I guess around. in terms of big set pieces, Cloverfields are bigger, for example. <clears throat> yes. But in a disaster movie, every set piece is big. In a slasher movie, they're not. It got... Yeah, because they
0: never... It was funny, because this is one of those slasher films that... I don't think it ever really felt claustrophobic, but you still were... It was still tense. Yeah, they it, didn't use claustrophobia as a as a tool for building tension.
1: It, it built the tension really well. I appreciate that it, and lots of slasher movies do follow this rule, but I think this one did it particularly well, especially from an era where a lot of movies coming out at the time weren't doing this. Um, it's a two hour movie. It's actually a fairly long. Movie. Yeah, it's. I was surprised because I'm um, like, and it's not till what an hour and fifteen minutes almost in until somebody dies.
0: Yes. I paused this for a little bit because my wife needed me to do something so I did that and she's like oh how is it and I'm like oh it's good so far she's like oh who's died so far I'm like uh nobody and I stopped it I'm like it's like 54 minutes into the (laughs) film and I'm like what's going on
1: nobody's died they don't die in the order you expect them to die no Um, that was props on not killing the black guy first but also just like generally not the order I assumed Paris was gonna die a lot earlier okay here's (laughs) actually I think they died
0: in the order that you expected, but they did not get got in the order expected. Because the first actual death is the dude who gets
1: his head chopped off. That's, well, okay, so, so that's he, he, only he potentially was true. That's only potentially okay. true. Um, I have forgotten the boyfriend's name. Wade. Uh, Wade, thank you. I'm, I'm just sitting here going, he's Sam um but i think he was meant to be still i think it was ambiguous as to if he was still alive or not when the house melted so so i because after watching the movie is when i went and like read through stuff on it right okay apparently the consensus is no when his eyes roll into his head after he gets up with a knife that's supposed to be him dying from shock okay yeah because i did think during watching it yes in the in the melting scene all i thought is bro you did him dirty you made him encased in wax and then you made him melt to death. But um, uh, n- uh, no, apparently you are supposed to assume he's dead by then. Okay, so. but I was absolutely but, shocked but even, when he was the first one. Right, but even if he didn't die first, even if he did just get got first, yes, not the order. Um, and I really appreciate that the... So you kind of get the feeling once you realize the villains are twins that the both of the twin... It's going Heroes to be a showdown. Are going to there's going to be a showdown and the hero twins might both survive. And if they don't, one will die killing another. Killing one good twin will die killing an evil twin, right? Like, yes. But I appreciate that no both made it because, you know, horror movies always have you got to keep the kill count high. You got to have your final girl moments, and I don't have a problem with any of that. But I kind of like to see more people get away once in a while because sometimes that's what you want. And they built him up really well. I. Surprisingly, just with really small moments, specifically the moment when he's talking to his buddy about who's going to drive the car. Yes. And he's like, You find out that after all this setup, he didn't steal the car that he was covering for his buddy. He was covering for his buddy because he's already got a past and his buddy doesn't. He doesn't want to wreck I, his buddy's life. I truly think that the
0: only person who they really didn't do good character development on at all was that buddy. Mm hmm. Because he kind of was just in there as a, like, I think he was meant to be the sort of, like, he's going to die first person. Yes. Or and if he's not going to die first, he's going to be fodder. And, he, and had, he was. He
1: had some good goofy comic relief moments, but not as many as you would normally And he expect. wasn't over the top. He wasn't over the top. I think what really hurt him, too, is a lot of the development you do get about him. Like, oh, he cleans sewers for a living. is lines from other characters. Um, But actually, he's not the one I really actually thought they'd didn't develop enough. uh It's again. I've forgotten every character's name. Oh yeah, the Paris only one Hilton's I remember is boyfriend. boyfriend Paris Hilton's boyfriend. Yeah,
0: he didn't. Okay, so I think that uh, he had some
1: Richard Richard Richard. I think is the actor. Richard name. Richard, yeah, Richard. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pull this uh, up here okay. so I can tell you the names. But go ahead. He, um, basically all you get from him is he's Wade's buddy. He likes his car. He likes hanging out with the bad Blake. boy. Blake. He likes hanging out with the bad boy because it makes him feel cool. And and Blake likes banging his girlfriend. And oh, we're not sure Blake will stay with his girlfriend if he finds out she's pregnant. The girls think. But there's no real... You never even get that hint of his character because that plot thread is killed almost hilariously. Like, oh, maybe Paris is going to tell Blake that she's pregnant. <laughs> and now Blake's dead. Like, Yeah. It's I... just such a... you. Get, the very little you get of him... Especially in the ending moment when she's like, "I need to tell you something important," he runs out to turn the music back on. I get you had to set up his kill somehow, but it makes him last minute really douchey, which he doesn't really seem douchey the rest of the time. I think, he think that he's, seems
0: he's a he's sort of a baseline level. Like he's never the asshole of the film. No one's no. ever really the, an asshole in this film. I think everyone takes turns being a bit of an asshole. Yeah, at certain parts of the movie, the, they act
1: surprisingly for fodder characters like real people like (laughs) no, and that was the thing i
0: appreciated the most about this was you got a sense of what every character at least at a just a basic level was this guy because i think blake the thing was he was he's obsessed with football and i think there's a couple throwaway lines in there where i think that blake and nick who is the brother who is played by chad michael murray yeah were i think on the football team together yes and he's a big like because nick had a scholarship threw it all away by being a you know yeah you know either selfless or a dummy yeah. or both yeah. and then but you know blake is still there and he's like uh you know i'm gonna be a football star i'm gonna it, do this i'm sort of it, self-centered it very gives it's you the throwaway impression, but it
1: doesn't get for yeah it doesn't get in of all the characters they get into him the least um they get into his girlfriend more
0: Yes. I, I think um, um Dalton, who is the the other guy, um who's the goofy friend the goofy friend, I think he gets more he doesn't get any direct character development, but he gets no. more indirect sort of I'm interrelationship development of I'm like, I'm never going to get with with this guy's sister, even yeah, if Wade dumps him. I want the girl, you know, but
1: I'm not going to get her. I want... And he's very... He wants approval from the other characters, but he also yeah. wants to kind of be goofy. He's a fun character. He's also the another character who he... I love the way he briefly... He dates the movie again. Because the line when they dress him up like Elton John and... Blake says, you look like Elton John, only gayer. And he goes, Elton John's John's gay. gay. Both of those lines are lines that, again, if they were in a movie, if the movie was made now, either they wouldn't be there or afterwards someone would admonish them for it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, so, I love that the lines there because neither lines are actually really offensive. It's not; they're not. You couldn't call them homophobic lines or anything. They're not. He, they're not actually implying anything bad about it. They're just saying, "Yeah, your, your outfit looks like something a gay guy would wear," and it does. It kind so of it does. Looks like an Elton John outfit.
0: He looks kind of like a like a like a if uh, he was from like in a Slavic country, but also a fairy.
1: Right. Um. It's so, but I and I shock moment for me i agree with Rod ebert on this because i read his review afterwards i didn't his... read his review so i didn't read the whole thing i read some bits from it. one of the things he says in it is uh, something about it's something along the lines of paris hilton does a good job playing this type of character even though it requires very finite talent to do so like the implication being this is not a hard role but she does it. I was um, actually so it that means she's thing, impressive. But she's better than you expected from Paris Hilton.
0: I was gonna say I was actually surprised by how much I actually not just thought you know things that she did, but her character. Because I think she played it well. It like you said, it wasn't an, it wasn't an overly complex character. It was I'm kind of here. I like this guy. I kind of want to be with him. I don't know if he wants to be with me, and I might yeah. be pregnant. And then that's kind of as far as you get. But she played it so well that you're like, I felt genuinely sorry for her when When she she died. died. Yeah,
1: same. She is... She might have the best also This was a movie with... Oh, yeah. Her kill's great. This, This was a movie with less development time for characters than Cabin in the Woods, right? But I think it held in common with Cabin in the Woods that it presents you with the group of goofy characters. And it makes all of them pretty human and pretty likable. So you actually don't, you're not really, you're not cheering the the kills at all the way you do in some movies where it's everybody's a douche and let's bring it, the slasher's the hero on some level because I want them all to die but the final girl. And in this one, I'm like, no, hang on. That They were all right. They were chill. And Paris's character is very like um, the not final girl in Cabin in the Woods in that like, okay, yeah, part of her personality is clearly like, She's here to bang her boyfriend. But that is not, she's not a vapid nothing character other than that. She yeah. has some character. Um, It's not as deep as in S- C- Cabin in the Woods because there's not the time dedicated like there is there. No,
0: and the Cabin but, in the Woods is, I mean, and honestly, Cabin in the Woods is, albeit a little bit longer, not much longer, but they do spend more time with
1: the characters yes. individually. We're, which is funny because Cabin in the Woods does spend a lot of time also with the The, villain characters in the basement yeah the quote-unquote villains to show you how how what's really going on but spoiler for kevin in the woods there i guess but um, i'll throw it in the show notes but uh in in house of wax there's a lot of time spent just wandering around the scenery at the beginning and i liked it because for one thing it's the kind of movie it's I was wrong. It's not a haunted house movie. No. Uh, it's a haunted I... town movie, sort of, kind of, but not really. It's yeah. not, It's definitely not a haunted house movie. But it spends a lot of time wandering you around the town to get the feel for things, right? And I thought that was, that's good because you needed to build the tension. But it was also good because, like, you want to see, you don't want to see the town when they're just wandering in it. You want to have seen the town when you find out the town's fake like yes. you're thankful for every moment of getting to see it beforehand and the only one of them that bothered me and i'm going to go back and re-watch it i didn't yet because i didn't want to do it before coming on the show when they first walk in the church doesn't the priest move
0: yes which is
1: not fair or
0: or if he does i don't actually know that he does move he felt i felt like he moved and i had the same thought too and I was actually about to bring that up. That he didn't I think, look like
1: he was waxing. I scene. think that
0: he was actually the real human that played the person. Mm-hmm. And they modeled him after. And I think it was the same thing with the lady that opens the window in, like, the very first moment that you see. Yeah. So that you as the audience goer still think, like, okay, this is, there's some people in this town. It's weird. Right. The same thing with those little dogs, the puppies, where they come back and they but show later, them, too. later,
1: when they show the dogs and the lady in the window, you see their animatronics. Yes. Right? Whereas the priest is not one. And that's why... And the Lady in the window, the Dogs are far enough away that it could have already been an animatronic and you weren't looking close enough. You know what I mean? Yes. But the priest, I have this distinct feeling in my head. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that was a human just playing him earlier. And I don't know if that's the movie cheated me or if that's... No, the movie's briefly putting you in the character's shoes where you aren't looking long enough that you, you would see movement in things because you're expecting it. You know what I mean? Like if you in real life walked in on that, the priest might not move, but you might visualize him doing it because your head fills in things that aren't there. Like all the time, not, I'm not in like a weird creepy way, but you know, it's a normal thing when you're in a situation and you're scanning a room, yeah. your head fills in a lot of details. You're not actually sensing because you your senses aren't as fast as your brain. So your brain just fills shit in. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's the film the filmmakers cheating me or playing my brain's part by filling it in as it would be if I had been there with the characters.
0: I I like that sort of that sort of thing in films where they do do that where it it does feel a little cheaty. I will admit when they do right. that. But I for I really love it where they really play that meta game on yeah. you as the audience goer and say no that you thought that was real too so did the characters, ha no, ha, we've revealed um, it, that it's not. But
1: I am totally going to go re-watch through a lot of it, because I want to see, what I really want to know out of this, right, and I'm going to say retroactively, so after this episode's recorded, this will affect my rating all over again, <laughs> um, will be how hard the movie shyamalan me. Like, Sixth Sense Shyamalan, where, like, if you go rewatch the Sixth Sense, especially not just after finishing it, but if you finish it and then, like, watch... The commentary where lands like, yeah, none of the ghosts... Every time there's a ghost in in a scene, there's a color red. And you go rewatch the movie and you're like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) There's all these signs. How'd I miss them? Um, Because it's, again, as soon as the movie finished, I went, was it in my head or did it happen? When they walk past the two chairs in the closet with the kid's name on them... I think there's a third chair in the back of the closet. So
0: I do, yeah, in the very opening scene, there's a third child, but it's like very quick. Right. So it's and then like, there's a, there's a third, I, cause I looked at that when they said there's okay. a third chair, there is.
1: Okay. Cause that's, yeah. So I want to go relook and go how much of this was cheating me, which sometimes, like I said, to a degree, you can cheat me somewhat and it's okay um if you're doing it to get the the message of the art across right but if you cheat me too much it's your being your then your twist is lazy it's not a real twist yeah so i want to go back and see how much of this was set up so i should have picked up on it and i didn't because every moment where they gave me an indication that i missed is a point in their favor i
0: think in the um in the scene where she's going through the photos where she finally finds that they were conjoined twins yes I think there's a photo with a third child as that's, well. Those, yeah, that's one of the, that's another yeah. thing
1: I want to check because I don't that one. I'm like I thought I saw a third chair in the closet, because I but I don't think I saw a third child in the photos. So I need to go check because if there's a third child and even one, then I'm gonna be like you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I I might be gaslighting myself into this, but I kind of figured out the plot. Yeah, right. I know. I know. I figured out the that it was probably going to be like some, something like this, like fairly early on. Cause it doesn't really hide. It doesn't really hide its hand as to what it's really doing. No,
1: the only thing they really hide is that they're conjoined twins and that I guess at the beginning you have a few moments of maybe this will be like one of the kids and the mother or something, but yeah, you never, because they never show the kid they assume. And you assume also
0: too, cause they kind of like, they also tip it weirdly early that no, the guy who is pretending to be like, the, the same normal guy who's in this town is the one that was clearly it is the bad kid that's the bad yeah. kid so what happened to the good kid yes is he the um, is he the one or is it the mother or is it the dad yeah. even like they
1: definitely tip the bad kid hand really early but i think they do it in a fairly it's done well though um, and, and, and you know what? That's another thing. It's a testament to, I think this is a way better movie. The, the more, I'm like back and forth thing. I'm like, do I actually hate that part now that I've thought about it? But then I'll have another moment where I'm like, no, it, it's a good movie because when they go to the funeral service and the guy comes out and talks to them, as soon as he comes out and says he owns the shop, right? I You immediately go, I bet that's the dude whose car you smashed. And if you don't do it at that moment, as soon as they start to walk to his house and you see a pickup truck in front of his house that he's walking to, you know damn well when they're, like, getting in his truck that, no, you're not seeing the front of the truck because this is the one with the smash thing. This is the guy. It's... That moment isn't a twist because there's a few indications before it happens. Like, miles away, it's a, you see this coming because it's so obvious. Not because anything's actually indicating it, but because just movie logic. You know that's going to be the guy. But I didn't care. No, and despite all of that, it still
0: built so much tension. Oh, when's he gonna do it what's he gonna do how's he gonna do it it's like when's the brother gonna show up like you know or, or the, the mother the
1: floorboards yeah, the, fl- yeah. I, the, the long hair was a good trick because I did spend a lot of time going well that's the mom it's the because I think the mom, you never see mama, her, but right. I
0: think she has longer hair in the flashback.
1: You see her hair. Yes, um, actually, I thought in the flashback you briefly see her hair, and it's blonde too. Though, but yeah, you you might but, be right. But even then, you, you see, see, her see long. When you see the long-haired character, you assume usually woman. That this killer's a woman. Yeah, yeah. And so i I was. Yeah, I'm having that moment of I'm like that's the mom and this is the bad son because then i did have you know i kept having these thoughts like okay that could be the good son but that could also be the mom and maybe the good son's going to be like show up later maybe he's dead maybe he's going to be like the deus ex machina you know like there were opportunities for other things to happen none of them were strong enough this wasn't a twisty enough movie for any of them to be like ooh, i really don't know but it was enough that i'm like Yeah, that could happen. I'm not certain where they're going to move next.
0: No, and and Um, the thing was too is that they really unraveled the actual story of what happened in such a good way that they didn't ham-fist it in one big scene where they're like, here's the big reveal of the whole entire plot. It was just, you got this, and then you got this, and then you got this, and then you got this. And it was just enough to keep you engaged in the actual story of what happened here yes that it was it never really truly revealed everything until you know basically the final set piece right right which was um, it very masterful i feel
1: so on that aspect it was so well done and yeah, I did, I really like the way it handled a lot of that. I like the way that even when they gave exposition, like they're walking up to the house and the guy tells the family's whole story, right? And yet he still leaves out enough that there's things for this movie to build on. He didn't Yeah. Just he cuz he literally did t- tell them the whole thing. Yeah. Um uh, but he left out huge gaps and that works because then the movie not has like, time to fill these gaps you know that the um,
0: that the that the father was you know basically not disbarred but um basically run out of like New the, York, well he lost his license he to lost practice. his license yeah. because he was doing experimental surgeries maybe not just on his own kids but other kids right and like, probably it, killed a bunch before and his, that's
1: a fun moment because The way the movie has played up until that point when he tells that story is it does briefly open the, is this going to be a mutant killer movie? Which it sort of kind of is, but not in that sense. Not in the the father did crazy medical experiments and turned people into monsters it's just yeah no the one of the kids has a messed up face because can join twins i was thinking um, like did he create like some sort of wax monster is this gonna turn into like a like, monster that's what film? i was waiting for yes for like no one of these is like it's a, a horrible simulacrum of wax and person wandering around um which again sort of you, you had a person I mean... with a wax face you, who you, was a killer. You almost got
0: bits of that where he started to like, he takes the spoon and he heats it up and he starts fixing putting his, his face. Space? And you yeah. think like,
1: you're still not sure at that point. Right. Um, eventually you get a good enough look to realize, no, that's something he's wearing over his face, which is also another, uh, one of the few bad moments is during the big end scene where they rip the, the wax face he wears to, c- to cover his deformities off. And uh, when he's moving too fast, the deformities are clearly partially CG and not all practical. Yeah, And they should have just, even if it wouldn't have fit right, because I get an indented face is much harder to CG, right? I mean, much harder to practical effect. You basically practical effect facial damage is usually outwards if there's an actor still moving in it because you can't influence yeah. a person's real face. You should have just outwards did it anyway. It doesn't matter that it wouldn't have fed like yeah. Um, but I did appreciate that both brothers are played by the same actor. I think he plays them differently enough that it works. I thought he was a really good villain.
0: He felt simultaneously
1: both of them. It felt
0: a lot like this was somewhere between, like you got a sense of that this was like this could be like um, you know like scream.
1: But at other points, it
0: was kind of like, "No, this guy is like, all, he's also Jason Voorhees." Right, right.
1: Like, <laughs> so I, I, and I looked him up after, and was disappointed to find that he has been in very little else, and I haven't seen, I don't think, any of it, which is funny to me because every time, like, the movie got a close up on his face, I had that moment. He looks um, familiar, right? You the mo- do you remember Polly Shore is dead? Yes. Okay, which was almost entirely a bad movie, but the scene in it. Where my, the two scenes early in the movie, when someone goes, aren't you that guy from all those movies? And the person they're talking to goes, no, no, you're thinking of Michael Madsen. And later when Michael Madsen walks out of a building and someone goes, you're that guy from all those movies. He goes, yeah, I'm Michael Madsen. Right. That's how I felt about this guy. I'm like, I have seen you be the creepy bad guy in something else. I have to have, you have that face. And then when he wasn't, I was like, oh, well, (laughs) now I disappointed but not that i was wrong i'm disappointed that you aren't in more things you played a pretty darn good villain yeah he's like and a fairly unique villain really yeah because too rational to be pure crazy stalker or, or slasher but also not super rational villain rational right yes like um and, and that's actually one of the things i think that really again sold me it's a, it's a like movie I'm, I'm just dropping that hand before we get to the ratings even Um, the very early part of the movie does set it up, like, and especially, again, when the guy talks about the father doing medical things, and the whole way the beginning leads up, it gives you the impression that this might be a redneck horror movie. Yes. It is not. It does give you the impression that it could be,
0: at any point in time, go many different ways. Because... It could be, like you said, when you have the, when you have, you know, a uh, roadkill collector dude who turns out to be the brother later on in the film, it, you, you're right, it, it could go redneck horror. Because I'm, like, waiting, like, when are they going to go to a house of wax? And you're just, like, out in the woods for oh, almost yeah. an hour Yeah, before you even really get to the town. Well, not quite an hour. It's, like, 45 minutes and then you get to the town. But yeah. it's still a significant chunk. You think man, this is going to be, like you said, a redneck horror. And then you get to the town and you think, okay, this is going to be clearly a haunted house film. And then it just shifts tonally again. Because you get all those moments where you think it's going to be one thing, the overall movie itself, but yes. it, never really, it never really settles on one thing, I think, at any point. Because at the beginning, you could think redneck horror. Middle section, haunted house. Yeah. But instead of haunted house, like you said, haunted town. And then at the end, it shifts into almost slasher body horror well it is a slasher
1: but almost body horror oh yeah to some extent yeah um, well and honestly wade's kill is entirely a body horror. oh yes anytime like, you
0: see the and i think that was one of the things that i may have hyped myself up a little bit for which i'm disappointed but i'm not in right i wanted like we said in the first half i wanted to see a lot more stuff with like, misdirection in this house of Wax, right? Where it's like, you have people who think that, you know, we see the killer, but he doesn't move and doesn't kill anybody.
1: It <laughs> There's only actually two scenes of, is the Wax figure a person? And one is when Goofy Guy is checking on, is trying to take the Wax off Wax Wade. Yeah. And there's, right in front of him is one of the killers, and he doesn't notice it, right? Yeah. And then the other one is actually backwards, because it's good character, our final girl yes is hiding among the wax figures and it's
0: that that scene was one of my like the most tense in in the whole movie and i loved it because you're right it was the reverse like the you know the final girl's going through this theater so it's the only way she can get out but like there's a bunch of people here oh no which one's the killer and like i love the bit where he's like he's going through and he's counting like, yeah. at the very beginning. Like, he knows how many are here, but maybe because he's not the one who does the actual wax, he's not a 100% certain which ones are supposed right. to be here. Right. Which was a phenomenal sort of, like, moment of, like, you get a good sense of what each of the brothers do. Yes. I, I it's just the little things like that that this movie did were just so good. Which is, again, I think, I really want to rewatch this film.
1: Yeah, I'd rewatch it. And you know what? It's f- funny because you that's why you want to rewatch it is just to pick up on the little things again because realistically is it like this is classic horror that i will want to rewatch a lot no it's not that good but it's really solid and has little things you want to watch it again to notice yes it's it's not oh you'll want to watch this 600 times it's iconic it's no you'll but you'll come back because you missed something and you know you missed something and you yeah. want to catch it this time exactly um and even just some throwaway moments like when he's breaking into the sh- the guns and ammo store steal the crossbow yes and there's the sign in the back of the store that says see the famous town of wax like the the, the brief little uh-huh uh-huh yeah see there's been setup stuff here mm, it, yeah. it's not That's what, that, that moment could entirely be like, oh, you should have seen this sign forever ago if it was supposed to be leading you towards the twist, but it's not. It's supposed to just, it's just showing you that this is a developed world and this has been going on for a bit. Like, this is not, you know, um... The, the only, I think, moment in it that really made me scratch my head, properly speaking, was the sequence at the end with the sheriff. With the way he talks to them. You keep getting this feeling of, like, between the music cues and just the way he does the acting of, like, is are we supposed to be thinking the sheriff was in on it? No, we're not. I, no. But then why is the sheriff just, act, like, everything about his delivery is weird.
0: I think he's the... He's the authority figure that the gang turns the villains into at, at the, the end, end of Scooby-Doo. Doo. Right.
1: But it's just, the, his line delivery so feels like it's setting something up that it is not setting up. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing there. No. It's uh it's an almost wholly unnecessary recap, except that after, except that A, every movie's got it. And B, up, up until, I guess, the slightly more recent trend of, no, you actually end just straight up on the big moment um i think exemplified probably best by minor spoiler uh the last scene of drag me to hell is a major special effects moment and then the movie ends like on a dime
0: and normally normally i hate that especially in action films of the 80s but that one that one honestly was like that was good
1: i like it in 80s action films if you get it after the after the sheriff moment it would have to be the after the sheriff. you can't like he shoots the bad guy and the movie ends that's terrible very rarely do you get that though what you want is though and it's what this movie did he shoots the bad guy everyone comes in and starts they explain the whole villainous plot that you already know now and if you don't the movie fucked up right like if they're actually explaining the plot (laughs) and the movie didn't explain it to you now it's like okay so this is a bad scene what you're doing is you're going i have to explain the villain's intentions because i forgot to the rest of the movie right that's dumb. But th- this movie doesn't do that either. House of Wax does not do that. It's you had a big, huge, tense moment. The Wax Museum melting into the earth. Or again, in an 80s action movie, it would be they shot the big bad guy, right? This is your come down moment. This character's coming out and telling you everything you saw, even though you know you you know it, you just saw it. Yeah. Because it's your moment to breathe before the credits roll. After that, yes, then you can do a zinger. You can have like somebody sit back up. And then the hero takes him down again. Or in the case of this one, they ride away and her, her, her roadkill guy's a brother. Except again, the only reason the roadkill guy's a brother thing bothered me is because it is entirely up. There's no real punch to it. And there's no setup of I think another. it's meant to scare. It's, sort of, it's just a thumb its nose at you. I think a lot of it was to maybe scare you as the
0: audience goer too. Where it's just like, oh, there's just a random ass redneck out in the middle of the woods who potentially just kills people with his brothers. Uh, and now his brothers are gone, so he's going to
1: be he's out for revenge or something. Talent, so he's not, no, no, no he's not. And the little grin he See, gives what... is not the, I'm going to get revenge, grin. It's the, it's, I'm still here. It's just, yeah, it's just the, you know, all right. You know what I think that grin is? I think, I don't even think the grin's aimed at both of them. It's just aimed at her. It's the, it's the, this is what you get for treating me like a creep. Because mm-hmm. she treats him like shit in the beginning. It's, this oh, is she what does. You get. Though I guess, sort of, kind of, yes, they're not the asshole actually for being worried about him because he was leading them. In the dads. end, they were right. Yeah. So, I, again,
0: I think his grin is actually. It would have been more yeah. apropos if he grinned at the camera. It was a shit eating grin.
1: It yeah, was. he should have. Actually, they should have broken, the, broken the fourth wall in there. that moment. You know the reason he was there. It's because this movie had already potentially killed the pregnant woman even though we don't know for sure if she was pregnant, right? Uh, It has to make up for that. It can't let you think the dog died. (laughs) So it had to have him there to pet the dog to let you know, look, at least we didn't kill the dog. (laughs) Who is a really... The dog is the weirdest part of the movie
0: yeah well also that was the part where i'm like wait the dog's gonna actually come into play when they're hiding in the house and the dog clearly comes in (laughs) never never comes into play at all except for the first time you see him when it's kind of a a jump scare he's a jump
1: scare and not even a very scary jump scare you because you knew it was gonna happen you knew it was gonna happen not to mention that that the dog jump scares in the trailer
0: i think also the dog being there and being the same breed as the animatronic puppies was meant to lend credence to them being real
1: okay yeah i could see that i could see that
0: i, I think that is that the was... implication
1: that those puppies are also real puppies underneath by the way that's uh, i also i had a few moments of like how many of the wax figures are people underneath and how many aren't because i don't think all of them were but i can't tell but that's again just another strength to it is that i'm like how much of this is well if you look to well because the entire thing is
0: made of wax yeah. Other than like the structural beams and stuff. And the windows. Like if you go well and the windows, if you go into the, you know, like where they're chasing them through the hallways and the bottoms, the whole hallway is a macabre it's an HR Geiger oh, yeah. sort all, like, of all like the walls like, are faces and body parts. Yeah, and it stuff would not have waxed Yeah, it would not have looked out of place in like aliens.
1: Right. Or but alien. I couldn't that's another moment that I don't like to think about too hard. It's a great set piece. It's super creepy. Am I supposed to assume that there's corpses in those walls? I would think but but if there are that doesn't fit what they're doing with the rest of the town. Like that doesn't fit setting up yeah, a fake town of perfect looking tax doesn't. people. So, but I again, I can sit here and nitpick it, but why? No, there's no reason. It was it's it's not it's a great movie because it's not a deep enough movie. It's it's not deep enough for you to nitpick. If you're nitpicking it, you're missing out on the fact that this isn't that deep and stop fucking with it. Don't be an asshole. This isn't no. high art. This is this is a, a horror movie and it's a slasher horror movie on top of it, right? And it's a remake of a B movie. Don't nitpick it. You're yeah. thinking about it too hard. On the flip side, it's better than most of the remakes and and, and, and slashers of its era. It's... Elevated because it's clever and it has great set pieces yes. and likable char- characters played by a pretty darn good cast and a few pretty fun kills and a lot of really good tension. That doesn't make it the high art where you should be nitpicking every little thing. That's still stupid.
0: No, I agree with you 100% <laughs> because yes, you could nitpick this film to death, but why would you? Because if you sit there and you actually like watch the film and you like let it sort of like do its thing, yeah, it is like I was captivated from beginning to end and like you said the only few things that took me out of this film were yeah the special effects were kind of bad at the end the big budget yeah. special effects but it didn't matter because the set piece was so cool and all the practical like where they're right. literally slopping through the melting wax it yes. was just so good and then the bits where it was like, okay, yeah, I can ignore this plot hole. Why is Paris Hilton running to the old sugar mill? They should have seen it. But again, you could
1: really just say I that like... I didn't think about that being a problem until later. In like, in, No, you're right. In the movie, I did have a brief moment of, where the hell did she find this building? See, that's where. But that's what I But then I was already over it because I was like, oh, back to worrying about if she's going to die or not. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> like, and, and that was the thing. Like, I, I think... And also, the other people... Because... I know that she, you know, like how they give out the Razzies every year. Yeah. Like, oh, she, yeah. She got a Razzie. She for it. got, I think three Razzies for it. Oh, wow. Uh, which, and then a lot of people, one of the things that I heard on, heard like not recently, but a long time ago, you know, like in the late two thousands, you know, stuff like that, where you were actually, you know, hearing a lot of people talk about this, where they were, um, saying stuff like, oh yeah, Paris Hulton, That was the be- the best part about her is when she died in house of wax. I'm
1: like, are you guys, like, did you watch the same movie as me? Because, like... Well, you know she made that a thing partially, though, because... Did she? People were angry she was cast in it, right? And I I reread this after watching it, but I re- actually remember some of this from the time, because I remember these posters. Um, People were angry she was in it. Um, Like, horror movie fans, quote-unquote, because yeah. they didn't want Paris in the movie. They thought this was just going to be a thing to, like... Like the star putting out their own album, this was about... You know, she, she was throwing Paris promoting herself. Yeah. Yeah. And so the producers released posters and stuff where the campaign slogan was See Paris Die. And Paris sold shirts herself that said See Paris You know, now die. that you're
0: saying that, I actually do remember that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, there is some degree of like, they just rolled with it you know yeah yeah, but, yeah. But, but in the actual practice in the movie you don't want to see paris die paris's character isn't the character you want to see die she's the, the biggest flaw her character has is she has paris hilton's face right and which has two issues one it's too recognizable which to be fair so sam winchester but um <laughs> i but like how you're just ignoring like he doesn't have a name he doesn't um, have a name um, He's Sam, sam. Winchester. Um, but uh, I mean, I could go. Yeah, I could pull the Gilmore Girls card, all right? He's Dean in the Gilmore Girls, but he's not Dean in Supernatural. That guy. Um, okay. um, he's you know he played Thomas Kincaid in a movie. There's a fun moment for you. Anyway, the um, oh wow, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Shocker. The. If someone's face is too recognizable it can be weird to see them as a character. And her face is really recognizable. And it's not like it's not even like a famous actor like where, yeah, you're recognizable maybe as your character. She's or a very character's. unique face too. She's recognizable. yeah, it's unique and recognizable as Paris Hilton, right? Yes. um, but B, the other problem with her face and the unique sort of leans into it, she's not very expressive facially. Like, and I don't mean her acting. I mean, I don't think her face can be. Because just the shape of her face, all of her expressions are quite similar because of the way her eyes and her mouth are just shaped.
0: I agree, but I think this is the most range of emotion that I'd seen. Because, like, I... I've seen her, like, you know, because she was all over the place in the, like, mid to late 2000s. You couldn't help but see stuff with her in it. Like, even, like, honestly, I'll say this, too. Like, every once in a while, an episode of The Simple Life came on, and it's, like, it's kind of a fun show.
1: (laughs) You just watch it wanting to, like, I wish I had the kind of money and and, and free time Paris and Nicole have. I'd like to go out there and live it up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. And it's, like, that was honestly a fun show. But, like, yeah, she shows in anything I've ever seen her in, she shows... Because I think now she even does, like, YouTube, like, cooking shows or I think some th- shit. I think she
1: has, like, a an interview show podcast kind of thing, yeah. too. Like, yeah. I'm not saying... I'm not at all decrying Paris's talent or lack thereof. Like, I'm making no judgment either way on that, on that. I'm just saying... No, 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 no. But I think you're right. Actual emotion that shows on her face this is a huge range for her because it just doesn't But does it's less her than her every mind. other character in the movie. Right, exactly. It's still less than everyone else. It might and be more than her, the... It's just, again, I don't think it's her acting. I think it's her face.
0: I, I take that back. It's more than when the one dude is wearing the wax
1: mask. Okay, you're right. He's He has less emotion. Um, <laughs> That's the whole reason it's there. Is it's Yes. Really, uh, but yeah, because yeah, other than him, but it, like I said, it's her face. Because her body language and like, tone and stuff are fine. Yeah. It's just, her her face isn't. Um, and, and it's not as bad, like, right before she dies when they get the close-up on her face in the car and she's getting all weepy and stuff. It's like, okay, they're, like, that, it comes through in those moments. It's just in, like, running scared versus being horny moments are a little too She definitely close. had,
0: like, strong, like, if she really, like, kept at this, at that, like, she could have, I think she could have legitimately been, like, a good scream queen. Yeah. Like, the, in B-movies, she, she's the one who always gets killed. Sometimes she's the final girl to twist, you know, to yeah, make to it. to twist but you up. To twist Sometimes you up. Sometimes
1: she's actually the villain.
0: I think she could have had, with the, just seeing this performance, I think she could have had that career. And I think she'd have been good at it and I would have enjoyed it. Going back to the first yes. half where we talk about actors and actresses oh, who, who are, are horror actors.
1: Out. I think she could have done it. She could, she could have done it. I think you're right. Um, but I don't think it's where she probably no, wanted to go. No, 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 no. Uh, and and, and honestly, that's again, the, uh, one of the few like flaw scenes in the movie, her strip tease, because only because that scene feels like, oh, you had to throw this in because people are expecting to see Paris Hilton in her undies, at least. Yes. And honestly, I'm not even going to fault fault the movie for going, we're going to give you a little titillation, we're going to see Paris Hilton in her underpants, you paid you paid for the movie with her name on the poster, you're getting it. I'm actually not going to fault it. She doesn't pull her tatas out. Which, yeah, you might go. Of course not. She's Paris Hilton, right? But on the flip side, in a lot of horror movies, they mm-hmm. do pull them out. And this was post her sex tape being widely available. Like you can't go like <laughs> Paris was worried the world's gonna see her boobs. The movie just went, nah, we don't need to show your tits. Like, yeah, we, we don't. We're not. That's not what we need here. All right, calm down. Um, <laughs>
0: i honestly i felt like it was a very it was it was a tastefully a tasteful restrained strip tease. <laughs>
1: striptease here's uh, paris and led and red lacy what other movies aren't s- even that like
0: what what, yeah. are, what other movies can you say have a tastefully restrained striptease i get well oh no death proof <laughs> um, although in in a certain sense the striptease in death proof is actually sleazier
1: uh much sleazier yes. in fact. Though realistically no if if you're going to play that contest uh I, from Dusk till Dawn's strip tease at the beginning with drinking liquor off the foot is the sleaziest moment in movie history. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's hot. Uh, it's perfection. Um it's,
0: it's great. Um no, but... I I think this movie hit everything cuz what I mentioned as a joke in the first half that I wanted this to be an episode of Scooby Doo but where everyone like ha, like they die. And it turns into a real thing. I think that's actually what this was. This had strong Scooby-Doo vibes. It
1: even has a dog. (laughs) There's even a dog.
0: I was going to say, like, which which of these characters is which Scooby-Doo character? And we could get really canceled depending on who we say the dog is
1: i was gonna say scooby-doo <laughs> uh it's scooby-doo no um, the do- actually couldn't no, because the dog's the not dog. helping serve the mystery yeah i said the dog the dog's not helping solve the mystery so the dog has to be like scrappy or scooby-dum or one of the relatives or, or uh yeah one of his relatives up. um but wade is scooby no wade is shaggy i think um yeah Wade. wade's no, got big shaggy vibes no wade's not shaggy wait a minute the goofy friend is shaggy sorry Oh, no, you're right. Wade mm. is... No, Wade? Sorry, again, I'm... What no, I was, no, no, what no, no, Wade. You...
0: Wade is actually Velma. Hear me out, because he's kind of a know-it-all a little bit here and there. He seems like the smart one that you root for, but you know that they're going to get killed because they're too smart for their own good. I was thinking Final Girl was Velma. Um, No, final. No, she's she's Daphne.
1: No, she's not horny enough. Mm. She's not horny for Fred enough. Mm. and 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 also who's fred see the the, the whole scooby-doo thing falls apart because we don't have a solid fred see it it gets a little incestuous there's bad boy bad boy (laughs) brother uh who he he, he's also too bad boy to be fred
0: that's true he is
1: so it's gotta be he's also one of those ancillary
0: characters who shows up sometimes <laughs> um, he's he's the, that crossover episode with John Cena.
1: I, I'm going to go re-watch Hanna-Barbera conto- ca- cartoons before re-watching House of Wax, and I'll come back later in a far future episode and derail the whole thing to explain to you that, no, no, we were close, but actually they're the Jabberjaw characters, <laughs> or like Speed Buggy. It's going to be one of the the many shows Hanna-Barbera did that it's Scooby-Doo, but Scooby-Doo's a car, or a Scooby-Doo's a, <laughs> a, a shark um also for that matter josie and the pussycats where scooby-doo isn't there but trust me it's still scooby-doo
0: also who dies in what order if scooby-doo is like the actual gang i had this i had this thought yesterday and i haven't been able to get
1: out of my head it depends on when the movie's made recently Freddy will die first um like if if it's a recent movie they'll kill Freddy first um and it'll be ostensibly as we're turning things on their head but it's not and I want to say for the record, everyone who thinks they're clever by they kill the macho manly guy first, uh, since Feast, that hasn't been clever. Mm-hmm. You'll never do it as well as Feast did. did have you seen Feast? Uh, no. For but fucks. I, I know,
0: okay. <laughs> okay,
1: I, the main character, not the main character, early in Feast, this is not a spoiler, They're all in the bar. There's horrible monsters outside. They kill a few people. Like, within the first, like, five minutes of the movie, right? It sets up the, we're all in this bar. There's horrible monsters outside. A few survivors come in. Like, a monster gets killed by getting smashed in a window or something. Wait, have I seen this? And everyone quickly picks up. Can't go outside. Horrible monsters will kill you. And this guy comes in, and he's like all gung ho and he's got a shotgun and he looks badass and he walks him through like here's what you're gonna do here's what you're gonna do here's your skill who's your skill and someone's finally like who are you and he's like I'm the guy who's gonna save your asses or something and the movie puts like uh, like a s- s- titles under people and so he gets one and it's like the hero he doesn't even get a name just an archetype Oh, and I- then immediately a monster bursts through <laughs> the window and okay, kills okay I haven't him. seen the whole film but I've seen that part okay because that is the we turned movies on their head moment um mm-hmm. And, and it's an unfortunate, in a movie that Brad Pitt produced, that I think, I think it was Brad Pitt, might have been Ben Affleck, one of them. So it had some power behind its production, and yet almost no one has actually watched Feast. And there's a good reason, it's revolting, but, there's a, but that's bad. Everyone should watch Feast, and they'll realize that every time you think you're subverting the tropes, Feast already did it, and did it better and dumber than you'll do it. Um, and more self-aware. So, if it was made today, Fred would die first. If it was made in that era, I think... In most 2000s movies, Daphne might die first, but apparently if Castle Rock was making it like they did with House of Wax, now they might kill Velma first. Just to just to throw y'all for so a loop.
0: Here's here's my thought in it. I think that... I think you get Fred first. Okay. I was thinking about this. I, th- I maybe swapped a couple people. I think you get Fred first. Uh, and then you surprisingly get the... Like you get maybe one of the other ones goes missing and okay. they come back, right? So you think that maybe either Daphne or Velma go go missing, but you get the surprise wombo combo of the beloved Scooby and Shaggy die in the mid, like the mid gut punch of the film. Okay. Leaving only basically Daphne and Velma. And Velma thinks that she has basically figured everything out. She solves it she gets killed, but Daphne somehow gets out because she's the final girl. She's got big final girl energy.
1: If all have to die but one, yes. If, if, yes. I would say that if, if not all, no, Velma disappears early on and shows up after the ending with the explanation. The killer is dead. And Velma shows Velma's up. the killer because she's tired it, of the shit. And Velma shows up and explains what, what the killer's motivations were. Whereas Daphne didn't have time to worry about the motivations. She was too busy killing the killer before he killed her. Yes. And Velma comes out and is like, "While well, you were doing all the real work, I was in his library discovering um
0: Yeah. So no, I I get but if one person dies, I think that's how it goes. If one person lives, that's how it goes down. But I think you're right. I think the the two female leads probably get out of it you might you might say a combination of one of the female leads and scooby because it's hard to kill a dog it's hard to kill a dog but But
1: scooby's not really a dog he's not really a dog in that sense you know he's too human
0: and also i can't necessarily disassociate also sarah michelle geller with
1: daphne at this point so she can't
0: die (laughs)
1: um well, by that front, we know Shaggy can't die. He's too powerful. He is too powerful. Uh, and, and we know from that also same era that Scrappy doesn't die, but Scrappy does go first of the gang. He's the dog. Um, no, he's that, the dog. That, that's that with the right redneck around. at yeah. the end that kills um, everybody uh, after the, the fact. <laughs> uh, look, I don't want, but I don't want any of the, I mean, I have mixed opinions on some of the newer Scoobies, but as far as the old Scoobies go, I don't, A, I don't want any of them to die. And uh, B, obviously, if some of them do, I'm not letting Velma get killed. She's thick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've always been Team Daphne, but okay, the,
0: the farther back you go with Velma, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, you have to go further back because more recently, hilariously, more recently, I feel like she's Velma's become, become more, more of a
0: thirst trap?
1: Yes. It, she's either more, thir- depending on which new one you're in, she's more thirst trap or more butch. Um, which is hilarious because everybody (laughs) insists original Velma is so, but she becomes more, but also here's the other thing about early Velma. In addition to she thick, um, she available because Daphne, you got to go through Fred and let's be honest, Fred is a caricature of the perfect high school guy. That is true. He has no flaws. He's a snazzy dresser.
0: He owns a car. But nowadays, Fred is not interested in Daphne. He's only interested in banging that sweet, sweet mystery machine.
1: I mean, I mean, (laughs) is that a euphemism?
0: Maybe. I was trying. I was trying to figure out how to put us. Maybe I want. I want to get in your. I want to get in your mystery
1: machine. Uh, the that's, mystery masushi? Mis- no, that sounds... <laughs> that sounds bad. That's an item at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> like a, like on a buffet. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, you like the mystery masushi? I'm sorry, I'm getting your whole show canceled. No, you're accent. fine. The mystery masushi. What is it? It is things we did not sell from buffet yesterday. Served over fly-bikes. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Scooby snacks. You eat, you like. Um. um and that's how... This uh, has been all downhill. the That's yeah, a wrong show, wrong show. Um, anyway, uh, Scooby and the gang aside, uh, we, again, we know what order they die in. They die in the order they died in the House of Wax. We just haven't decided who's who. Who's who? Um, I am shocked by how much I like this. I extremely surprised. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't go so far as to say this is pantheon level horror for me. No, but, but this is one that I will revisit probably a few times at least. If not, at least once. And I think that this deserves a lot more praise than it gets. Yes. From from the horror community in general and just mainstream audiences.
1: Especially because there are other movies from the era that are... Fondly might not be the right word. Often remembered, right? That are worse. Like, I know way more people who have more recently stumbled upon going through old movies i'm gonna go watch some old 2000s horrors i never watched and they end up watching like urban legends right and that's fine and dandy i did i didn't hate urban legends but this is so much better No, oh, yeah <laughs> like... um
0: man anyway I-, I guess we'll rate this to wrap this up because we've been going on for a while but uh i do want to see um is there anything you're going
1: you to would... scooby-dussied us on it Yeah,
0: I know. I I did go that route. But again, it was just one of those, like, intrusive thoughts that I just had to get out, and now everyone's going to be thinking about it. In the Scooby-Doo universe, if they were in a horror film, which one of them dies first? And which one of them dies last? Only one survives. I just want... If any of you out there have an opinion, go to MWNS Podcast on Twitter and answer... Woo. Spooky. But have a happy halloween
1: you're doing a lot of hand motions for an audio format
0: i know i do it all i do it with i mostly i only do it when you're on the podcast because it's been i've been i do this for our other show all downhill where i have over time and i do this sub- subconsciously when i podcast with patrick specifically i don't do it with anyone else where i literally just use hand gestures to annoy him because we're it's an audio only
1: it's like we're podcasting with an italian Yay! <laughs> There's a lot of visual gags you guys aren't getting. Uh, so, what are you double featuring this with, if anything? Mm, good question. Uh, I mean, is it a cheat to just go on the original House of Wax? No, um, honestly, it's not. I mean, they're two completely different films. Yeah, I, like that would be one I would consider... Yeah, I do I I might do that just cuz it's easy. If I didn't do that, I'm not sure exactly which one I would pick, uh but I would either pick like a haunted house movie that's a little more predictable or potentially just a slasher, maybe even a redneck small town theme slasher that is more predictable. Because that will just emphasize how much it not that House of Wax was unpredictable, but how much it differs from the normal formula in the like again oh it's not a town of crazy rednecks who are all in on it kind of yeah. thing you know so i might pick one because you get that is... vibe that it could be yes. for a while. so i might pick one even when the sheriff shows up in the end like i said the audio cues from the sheriff shows up in the end give you the brief impression that like he's got to have been in on it right and then you realize from his dialogue no 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 one's <laughs> been in this town for <laughs> yeah, this like is, 10 yeah. years so um i might pair it with one where it is more traditional in that sense i think i agree i think i would go the
0: the definitely like a solidly redneck horror route yeah to to basically counterpoint where this goes right right
1: yeah i think that would be the 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 best the best choice
0: or even go maybe a little bit like whimsical with it and say you want because this really doesn't need a palate cleanser but if you wanted a palate cleanser and you wanted to keep it in the redneck theme maybe even tucker and dale versus evil i
1: had the exact thought when you said around A traditional redneck, I went, I could just stick with two, it's redneck, but not the way you think, and put Tucker and Dale in there. But this is, yeah, this isn't dark or disturbing enough that I think afterwards I felt like I need to watch a comedy now. No, no, you don't. So I wouldn't, I I don't know if I would do that. I might save Tucker and Dale for pairing with something darker or for pairing with another comedy, just making a night
0: of that. I think, honestly, it is a unique enough, I think it's super unique in that it has all of the things you want in a slasher but it really doesn't feel as dark as almost any other slasher that you can really yeah. compare it to. It's it's light, and yet you have people's fingers getting cut off. You have people's you have you have a better Achilles tendon moment than in Hostel.
1: Yes, it's it's a uh, and and again, it very <laughs> it, it's that perfect perfect balance kind of thing where the moments are horrifying but not enough that like there's this there's no like i wouldn't preface this before recommending it it's no. not like you know some movies where i'm like hang on there's gonna be a few moments that they're gonna make you real squeamish yeah this moment ha- movie has moments that could but none of them are they're graphic enough to be scary but not graphic enough that i'd be like don't yeah don't watch it you, you won't be able to handle this
0: no no 100 um, percent not um because again um, my my wife because she walked in right before we started recording, and she's and you asked her like if she watched it. She's like, "No, I watched the end." She's like, "It's great." She like la- literally watched the last like maybe fifteen minutes of this film where they were basically chasing them into the wax museum and the fire started. Yeah, and that whole scene, she watched that, and it's like she was fine with it. <laughs> she doesn't yeah, there you like go. Yeah, gore. there wasn't really gore at the end. It was mostly just wax, a, wax, and a few stabbings.
1: Yeah yeah well no there's the baseball the baseball bat oh no that's right she
0: did watch that where
1: is she actually probably the most brutal moment in the movie
0: i you know what you might be right and there's this is a movie where again there's a there's an achilles tendon cut there's a fingertip cut off there's even a decapitation but all off screen but only slightly only very... Well, you see the head roll and it moves Yeah, you a see bit, the head but... roll.
1: You see the tendon after it's been cut. And you see the scissors going for it. But you don't see the cut. Um, and you don't... The finger chop, you see the immediate after and the immediate before. You see the blades go around the finger. You see her pull the hand and it's bleeding. And you see him pick up the severed finger. But you don't see the go through moment, right? Yeah. Like, they all have the right pullaways. aways. Except the baseball bat beat down, which, which is they show the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it, it, they the only times they pull away are to show how strong her swing is, and that is not cutting anything out of that because she goes
0: ham on she, his head. <laughs> she really does, and then his face
1: matches his brother's face. It's it is poetic. such a satisfying kill. Like it's it's I do love that. Actually, that's why I'm going to end up rating this even higher than I should, and and I think that's why one of the things that left me with such positive thoughts. At some point, we started the trend of the killer gets away, right? I realize that's an, it's an old thing. Like, Halloween, the killer gets away. And that's from what, that's, you know, forever ago, right? Mm-hmm. But recently, slashers have always had a killer gets away trend. But recently, it's like all horror movies seem to. It's like, oh, there's yeah. always the final scare. There's always the killer gets away. And very often, there's also not even a final girl. It's always all of the good characters die, right? And a couple t- when that happens a certain percentage of the time, it's intense. It throws you off. Whatever. And I've said this a million times. When it happens in the majority of films, it is now the norm, and thus there's no longer anything interesting about it. So it was fun, even though this is kind of pre that trend really. This getting is an as older film. It is, it's getting yeah. one where it's like, oh, not only does the killer get it, the killer gets
0: it. Dude, he it, you're right. It is so satisfying to see yeah. how, because like again, they kill all of these people that you at on some level liked yes whether or not it was like because you know again like you really liked wade you like you know you like paris hilton at least on a surface level of like she's empathetic right. you know you like the other two you know like you like the doofy friend yeah. uh who they, was like he, he's a nice cool guy even though he's dumb and you liked um uh what's his face um like oh god blake yeah because like you know he's kind of charismatic in a way. Yeah. Right? Even though he's, again, one of the least developed characters in there, you liked all these people and you liked that they're their friends.
1: Yes. And so- And it felt so good to see her wailing on it. Especially because it's also, right, it's not just a great wailing beatdown. It's a there's no villain coming back from this moment beatdown.
0: Because even if, though- like,
1: If you push them off a building or whatever, right, yeah. you can always make up some, the awning they landed on. You push them into anything where, they, where the where the villain falls away, which is normally what happens. But no. His body... Yeah, sure, eventually his body gets swallowed up in the hot wax. And yes, if he just got pushed into the hot wax. It would be satisfying, but it would be one of those... You could come up with an excuse for how he survived this in some ridiculous way. But not what she does. She just beats his face to a pulp. Yeah. He dead. Well, and you already had the moment where he comes back. Because they shot
0: him through the chest with an arrow. Yes. Which survivable but unlikely if it hit just right and missed all all of the
1: arteries
0: and the heart
1: when he cuts it out you do have a mode of looking at the tip of that crossbow bolt and going you are not fine you are you are not this fine like that
0: yeah i think he knows he's going to die at that point and he just won (laughs) he's just driven by pure rage at that point and, and like, not even rage, but just, like, pure, like, I'm gonna get these I, I don't
1: know, because kids. when his brother comes home, he takes the time to be annoyed at him for going out without him. Like, there is definitely a brief, like, dude, are you really just, like, okay? Because you're intense. <laughs> uh, I think that's why he was such a good villain.
0: Because he was, again, he felt like he was a supernatural killer while still having a very final ending.
1: Yes. Like, it, it, there's no, the movie at no point gives you the impression, yeah, he's more than human. It's just... He feels like it sometimes. Yeah, he has moments of, like, bruh is... He's more than human in the way an action, an action movie hero is. Yeah, but not in the way... He's not a Michael Myers or a Freddy Krueger. He bleeds. He can die. It's yeah. just he happens to be able to take more he's bullets. A yeah, he takes more bullets If he bleeds, he, we, we can, can kill, kill it. it. But he takes more bullets than you or I do first. But not more hits to the face with a baseball bat. I feel like no. that is about the exact number it would have taken anybody. And it's... Ugh, it is. So good. So
0: here, here's where we're going to... I'm going to get down to brass tacks on this because I'm really dying to hear what your number... So we both gave this a tentative hopeful four, right? Yeah. On a scale of zero to five snake Pliskin's. what are you giving House of Wax?
1: Four. Four? I think I, think I <laughs> held it. I, like I said, it's not like... There's nothing standout or clever or crazy enough to really make it a five. That five would be unfair to other movies. But I feel like anything less than a four would be unfair to, to it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. All my complaints are pointless nitpicks that I aren't really worth. I shouldn't have even brought them up. It's a four. <laughs> it's a,
0: <laughs> I I think, in my mind, I'm thinking, I, I can't give this a five. I cannot give this a five. Right it's not it has too many little things wrong with it and honestly like it doesn't have those extra things that you would want to see from this for it to be just such an outstanding film that you come back to every every time i kind of want to give it more than a four though but i think i was i was right on with you i think i'm right with you it is a solid four and i could maybe make the case that you could go as high as like a Four and a half,
1: maybe on a good day. If the special effects in if, that yes, big ending were better, I'd be giving it a four and a half. That's
0: one hundred percent why I'm not. Is that yeah. the effects at the end were
1: just dated enough that it's, it's not just dated. Dark Castle's budget wasn't that big. It wasn't. No, it wasn't.
0: But, <laughs> but man, all the all the regular all the, the regular effects, stuff, the practical effects, so good, so good. I, I, and that's the only reason why I'm saying that it's. If it had a good special effect at the end for the house melting, yeah, it would have been a four and a half.
1: Right. I, right. Again,
0: don't think even with that I could have given it a five. It needed to do something more. But this is a four. This is a solid four. I'll come back to this again. And I think honestly, this is a this is one of those movies that yeah, you can just throw on for the person who doesn't really like horror films. You could probably throw this on for that person. You
1: probably could. Now
0: it does turn into too much of a slasher at the end for them to really be into it. Yeah, into it. But But if they're like
1: good movie, if they're on the fence about horror films, it it, it'd be a good one to pull out. It's a good one. It's a good one to pull out. And and you know what? And I'll say this for it. This is let me give it the highest praise I can really give it. You say that even if they fix that special effect, right? That it couldn't be more than a four and a half. I agree. But I don't. I'm not going to say it's because it doesn't have that little something extra you couldn't give it the little something extra it's because it's not the type of movie that no get a no five, it doesn't need right yeah there's no it's not missing anything it's just you know it's like uh i guess with that logic for what it is it's a five yeah for what it is it would be but, but if, if, if you're looking objectively movies, yeah yeah it, it, in the sense that like if you compare it i'm gonna piss somebody off so i won't say which is better here but if you compared, say mozart to beethoven right there's obviously that's not a fair let's do beethoven to um my chemical romance um one of them one of them is 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 a culturally significant
0: (laughs) emo band that inspired billions of people and won some
1: schmuck Who's never even been on bubblegum cards?
0: <laughs> no, he's never,
1: never been on but, bubblegum
0: cards. He, I don't think he was on uh, Yo Gabba Gabba even. I don't
1: believe so. I don't believe so. How can worthless. you be? <laughs> so you if were... you're so if you're gonna rate them, the highest uh, Beethoven will ever be is a four and a half. His most perfect symphony will be in a four and a half. And MCR's Black Parade is obviously a five. But there's, you know, it's just because <laughs> that's not to say Beethoven's missing anything. You couldn't add electric guitars to Beethoven; it wouldn't fix it. It's just that without them, no, that's all you'll, you know, you have a maximum. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think I like Welcome to the Black Parade.
0: <laughs> honestly, I just, that I... I just I, have to stick with I've never,
1: I'm, I might piss some people off
0: here, but I've never really liked MCR as a whole at all. And I think they have one or two good songs, and then otherwise, they're kind of mid. Gerard Way is better as a comic book. Yeah, or not, I right agree. Hard agree. Hard agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. That is so often, but that's, but, but... <laughs> Back to the point. Yeah, I don't think this movie could conceivably be a 5, which is actually even more praise for the fact that it's a 4. It's per, it's as good as this type of movie will ever get. It couldn't be 5 because it's not Casablanca.
0: No. It's perfect. It, 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 that's 100% fair. And, and again, I will say, like you said at the very beginning of this episode too, I think that if the effects were good at the end... And you take kind of everything else out of it. I think just the ending set piece is one of the greatest set piece endings oh, in all yeah. of in all
1: of movie history. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, and it's such it's a it's cool so unique, so sad that the effects were that bad. And I, I like, I like you said, I, I hope to God one day some someone comes out and says we're gonna restore this and put good effects in here. Yeah,
1: that's all. I don't want don't change the whole movie. Just reanimate that building melting fix that fix that little bit fix those we're, little we're bits good. yeah we're good um well that man this is gonna be such a long episode
0: I, I might cut out that That's
1: just cut again cut it down to about 10 minutes uh it just needs to be us at the beginning going this is what would make the movie good and then us at the end going hey we were right yeah <laughs> we were wrong all the things we said it needed other than tension uh weren't things that were actually in it to some extent but only because it wasn't actually a confined to a house movie like we thought it would be no it was a whole damn town (laughs) it was a whole damn town but it still did the things that we didn't know we needed it to do but we needed it to do that was as clear as mud. Thank I'm so you. glad you dragged me into this one. I,
0: I <laughs> honestly, out of all the ones that I watched this this uh, the spooky season, this was the one I was most excited for because I thought it could go either way. So hard, yeah. And and it went in the right direction so hard. And I'm very happy that I watched this one. This is such a surprise. I, so, I'm
1: really glad you had me on for it. I, I want to thank you, especially because uh, the last one I think I was on for was Toxic Avenger, which yes. also. Could have gone a lot of ways and ended up being great. And uh, so I want to say that now that we're on a good roll, I did really good on the quiz this time. I'm never coming on your show fucking again. This, this is, <laughs> we, you've peaked. Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to risk. I'm going to come on next time. The movie's going to suck. I'm going to get all the trivia wrong. And in the middle of it, uh, I'm going to like deep throat your mic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. I... I do that from time to time, too.
1: It's a little girthy, isn't it? it is, uh, it's, it's very large.
0: These yetis um, are thick. <laughs> It's not only not only is it as girthy as a tuna can but it's <laughs> long um anyway <laughs> No, look, you have to come back on because you were complaining. I will, I you, were, will, I... you were complaining this whole time about how you have all these movies that you don't watch. No, I What's will. What's a better I excuse than just, this show? This is,
1: this is it's, I'm, I'm gagging. I'm riffing. That's all. I just, uh, I know, I know. It's, I it's just, I did have that thought of. I'm like, hang on a minute. I've got a good thing going. Do I want to risk? Uh, look,
0: I technically have another one in the can with you that we recorded before this. So we do, we do. I haven't released Suspiria.
1: Oh, you're right yeah i don't notice because if i'm in an episode i won't go listen to it oh no me. i yeah.
0: the only reason i listen to these at all is, is what i'm anything? editing
1: yeah i uh, i don't want to hear my own voice uh, ever. uh
0: but yeah uh, i guess uh stay tuned for uh outside of spooky season we will have more spooky content thank you for showing uh, up patrick thank you all of you listeners at home or in your car or wherever you are uh for listening in to the spooky season i know a lot of people don't like horror films but what's a better way to enjoy a horror film than by listening to a couple of fat white guys talk about them for two and a half hours <laughs> and not, and you don't have to watch the movies. You don't have to.
1: That's, that's very true. In,
0: but in this case, I will say you need to watch House of Wax. Yeah, you should watch None House of the of other Man. episodes, none of the other ones I did for the spooky season you need to watch. Watch this one if you watch any of them, but you don't have to watch any of these uh, movies. Just listen to us. And I guess for those of you who only listen to horror i will be doing more horror uh and then tune in next year if i'm still around doing this for more spooky content thank you uh patrick i know you don't really i i always plug your show all the time uh and it's, there, art, it's, it's always art, in the show notes it's, show. it's your show because you release it but it, okay. it is our show you're the one who who puts it out
1: <laughs> no i'm the one who doesn't put
0: you're it. the one who doesn't put it out and i annoy you about <laughs> it but if you want more of us our content that's not movie based go to all downhill show um on twitter.com all the links will be there in the bio and stuff there's links in my show notes you can go there listen to our backlog maybe one day we'll have new content i don't know
1: yeah that's that's the goal that's the goal that's the goal
0: that's the goal that's the goal anyway we'll see you guys later
1: It's your favorite scary movie.
0: They will say that I have shed innocent blood.
1: What's blood for, if not for shedding? It's showtime. Welcome to Flight Night. What do we
0: do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while, see
1: what happens. Goes a little mad sometimes we all go a little mad sometimes
0: we're going to meet death now (laughs) the living dead
1: i would rather take my chances as a supernaturally possessed doll it's less complicated whatever you do don't fall asleep do you want to die sydney I am Dracula. There is nothing to worry about. You're going to be just fine. I'm your number one fan.
0: All music used in this episode is produced by Young Karts and used with license.